Okay, it's time to partner with Betfair and preview WA Oaks Day. BJ Ryan and Terry Layton, we are teaming up to record episode 160 of the 1-1. This is your West Australian Racing Podcast. It's just after 11am on Thursday, the 23rd of March. We've got a Pinjarra meeting today, Mount Barker tomorrow, that's Friday. The opening of Kalgoorlie in the goldfields, one of Terry's happy hunting grounds. Ascot as well, they're both on Saturday. And we wrap up the weekend, we're back at Pinjarra for the, it's a Bunbury, it's a Bunbury Turf Cup at Pinjarra yep. awesome. for the South West Autumn Cup, so on. Um, which uh, then will lead into the Pinjarra Cup. So Pinjarra, it's Bunbury Turf Cup at Pinjarra this Sunday. And don't forget, stay tuned uh, for info on how you can enter the market. City, mates, get out, stakes, competition. I'll tell you what, difficult one this week. Mm. Definitely challenging. Um, and don't forget, we've got our the return after missing one week of the uh, Mundaring Hotel's WO Racing Mastermind competition. Riley Morgan looking for two in a row, taking on current. I don't think it's the favourite anymore, actually. I was going to say with the Oaks favourite, Chrissy Parnham, but it might be second favourite now, depending on where you look. So Riley Morgan and Chrissy Parnham, $1.90 each, I reckon. That's good, a proper. Good that's battle. A proper, yeah. That's good a probably proper even money <clears throat> I, I battle. Think, I think it'll come down to the set, the set of the questions. So, mm-hmm. and, um, and, how they, how they shake out. Well, they were well written this week. <laughs> we both know they were well written this week. Uh, all right. If, any, if anyone wants to hear some more of the guru's thoughts, when where can they catch you, mate? Oh, I don't know. I actually don't really know. You don't know this week? Nah. Miles, Gareth, are we having a chat? I haven't really got much to say, though, so I wouldn't bother. If you listen to this, that'll do. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the most time. important part. So yeah. listen to the one one and, um, yeah. You can, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or other major podcasting platforms. And please download, subscribe, like, follow, do what you got to do. And if there's an opportunity to give us a five-star rating and a bit of a comment, then- Don't uh, think, just do it. Don't think, just do it. Absolutely. Um, I like that. As Maverick would say. Now, it's time for the Ascot Track Report brought to you by Witten's Irrigation and Design, whether it's racetrack, residential, or commercial, water wisely with Witten's. All right, we're out at the eight-meter rail position, maximum of twenty-nine degrees. The the bomb suggested there might be some light showers. Did there? Uh, medium chance of showers, oh. likely in the afternoon and evening. Uh, chance of a thunderstorm. Mm-hmm. Um, winds easterly, tending southwesterly during the afternoon. But yeah, no real rain um, uh, predicted. If any, um, should be holding a good four. Uh, track rating out there at Ascot on Saturday. And Raoul in the eight-metre position, Terry, any any thoughts for the listeners? Oh, just allowing for a fair deck, I yeah. think. Yeah, it's um, yeah, it's playing playing fine. I think there was some talk last week that it played on speed or the centre wasn't that good, but I think a lot of the time it's horse-related. So, um, like, yeah, even yesterday at Bell, everyone's like, oh, sweeper's track, sweeper's track. Have a look at all the horses that led yesterday. Mm. They were absolute crap. Like, the fact that Pompey kicked through and still ran third and – um, Senorita Dorotea went forward and gave a really good kick. Like I, I think, yeah, I think at the moment most race tracks are pretty, um, pretty just pattern related. Okay. Yes. So yeah, it's going to be good to be out there at Ascot this Saturday for WA Oaks Day, and we better get cracking on our preview. The first race, twelve twenty-eight p.m., is the Magic Moons Racing Women Plate over the twelve hundred meters. Now, it was interesting because a lot of the um, the runners in the 1,200-meter race at Belmont, two-year race at Belmont yesterday, there was some 
uh, Dublin Gage across both races and um, three or four of them opted to go to this particular race, one of them being Happy as Larry, another being Investment, Strategy and Thumper Gold. They were the, they were the three. Um, and uh, Happy as Larry was well on the market in yesterday's race. So interesting decision to go to the Saturday where it's um, there's probably a couple ahead of him in the market in Wiley Girl, who on debut chased home the very slick Quisanova and never the twain, William Pike on. Bonnie Police has been riding this uh, Sean and Jake Casey trained uh, two-year-old at trials, but Pike goes on for the debut and it's looked pretty sharp as well. Thoughts on the juvenile contest? Yeah, well, I actually had Happy as Larry longer yesterday than I did today uh, yeah. on Saturday, so I think they've made the right move. I, I think they're a bit stiff with the draw. I don't know how they win from there, but um, it's a nice horse, Yeah, Happy as Larry. So um, um, it was more just about trying to get into the thought process of, of uh, the Simon Miller cam. He's got a lot of... Good two-year-olds, uh, obviously, at the moment. And uh, I think the fact Wiley Girl's running this Saturday and obviously you'd think not going to the two features in seven days' time probably means it's probably a pointer that she's not his, you know, in his top few seats. Um, but in saying that, I still think she's the horse to beat now with race experience from from barrier one. But uh, I think the fact – because I was thinking, why is Augment not racing on Saturday and why is Wiley Girl – you know what I mean? But then you think about it and he wanted to give Augment 10 days until yes. the, the gym crack, so That's it right. makes complete and utter sense. And he's not necessarily, well, hang on, my better horse is going to Saturday, my secondary horse is going to Wednesday. One, one it's, thing that it's might, programming. One thing that might be – yeah, it's programming, splitting them up, but also while, I see that Wiley Girl is a universal ruler. Mm. I wonder if that is um, – whether they can sort of operate around the fringes, being a Westbeat Platinum horse as well, yeah, that might can't come into very the, good money, isn't it? Might, money might that might come into the programming. Whereas um, his other three fillies, I think they're all they wouldn't be Westbeat; um, they're all Eastern States based stallions. So might be Rob Wiley doing the placement as well. Perhaps. Hang on, I don't want to Jacob, race for this. Jacob Brennan, seven grand midweek stuff. Yeah, <laughs> Jacob Brennan might be Give doing the, the, uh, the running for the West Coast Eagles and the uh, programming for Give us uh, the kiss. Wiley Girl. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think Wiley Girl is a nice horse, no superstar at this point in proceedings like the others. And, um, yeah, should be very hard to beat from one race experience. I think the 1,200 suits looks to be running through the line nicely. Um, uh, Pikey's one, Never the Twain, looked very good with Bolney on. Mm-hmm. They both trolled against our horse, I Dreamed a Dream, so yep. you can get some type of very – uh, a very awkward line, very, what am I looking for? A very squiggly line mm-hmm. through the pair of them, BJ. But uh, look, I always will go with the raced horse uh, for the sake of a tip over the unraced horse, especially at 1,200 metres. Um, Pikey from six might have to take it up potentially. There wasn't a huge amount of speed in this, which I found interesting. Mm. Um, happy as Larry. Got, I've got never the twain leading investment strategy outside leader. Yeah, and then yep. Carberry's on the back of, of – yep. um, of Never the Twain. That's yeah. a pretty nice map Ruby for Wiley Girl. One sort of thing. So. Did you think Never the Twain gives a kick and race experience is, is pretty key there? But at the end of the day, we don't know how good Never the Twain is. So yeah. we're only uh, making presumptions. And yeah, I got a bet price 320 uh, Wiley Girl and about 440 Never the Twain. The rest of them, not really anywhere near it. So I no bet at this stage and I doubt I'll have one. Okay. Uh, yeah, I, th- I feel as though this. I was, I've been impressed with Never the Twain and with Pike going on, if he can roll forward and control the race, he's going to give a good kick. So Wally Girl is going to have to be pretty sharp to get past Never the Twain. So I'm leaning Never the Twain on top. A couple of horses at value here who, uh, who are further up my market order than they currently are. I wouldn't be surprised to see Stolen Valor from the Russell Stewart ra- Yard run a race on debut. Do you think that was a, a purposely uh, – because I, I saw that trial and I – do you think it was a purposely um – yeah, snag trial because Nosky so. looked like he was going to walk past, and yeah. and it was against Auspicious, who might be a 
pretty nice trial form reference, BJ. Yep. Um, but he seemed to take a little hold late. Yeah. Which I thought was interesting. Yeah, and even even the previous trial was in the uh, a trial featuring uh, Augment as well, and they were far more aggressive that yep, day so, when they yep, when they led. led. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's fascinating. Russell's got a pretty good record with the youngsters too. Yes. So don't be surprised from four to see Stolen Valor <clears throat> uh, exceed market expectations, current market expectations, and. Uh, Steve Wolf's filly, Warley Lass, has got some ability and is probably going to go around at $20 plus. Just so hard from the Hard from the draw. Look out for her sort of sort of zooming late. But for me, uh, never the twain on top marginally over Wiley Girl. Ran into Jared on um, last Thursday night when watched the uh, – the, went and played golf with Bradley and then uh, Tommy came along. Did his knee, Tommy. Taking a big clunk. Tommy. Training. Tommy Johnston, now man. Oh, is he playing footy? Yeah. Well, yeah, he's right. not anymore. Yeah, right. Did his knee. So, but yeah, yeah, just the table next to us was uh, Jared. So he came over and said hello. We had a chat. Jared Oskin. Told us how well he rode Boy Blue. Russell <laughs> 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 wanted to go back or something, and he said, Oh, I don't know about that. This is pretty well. Wish, wish he didn't ride it, yeah. ride it as well. I think I was yeah. on the second or Yeah, uh, Tommy made a point of saying that yeah. like, as well. So, um, yeah, he's riding well. Jared, he's uh, definitely back in full swing, and it's, it's, good, it's good. It's good for the ranks. It's good. Would have preferred. Maybe he rode Cocoon Bay the previous start. Good, it's good for the game. Good for the game. Yeah, good for the game. All right, race two. Love the game. <coughs> race two is the Tap Touch West Speed Platinum Handicap. Jeez, we love these West Speed Platinums, don't You've we? You've got the touch. <laughs> <laughs> 1,500 metres. Um, gee whiz. See why we are. Won a similar race last start, just holding out. Wonderkind and Mystical Man. American Troop was scratched from that race, but went around the following day. That was the Saturday, Sunday doubleheader and and one with Jared Noski on board, who we were just talking about. Awesome rival is uh, just coming through a gate. It's going to be getting back and running on as well. And a bit of a surprise pack. I'd like to ask you about this horse coming out of Kalgoorlie where its form was only average, but is flying for um, Joe Leeson and Cliffy Smith in Rusty Spirit. Jerry, thoughts on the West Bay Platinum? Rusty Spirit actually. Um, original the- Lane? Original Michael Lane, was it? Could be actually. Yeah. yeah, put the riding on the wall with a nice trial. I, I think Scotty Emery and I did a quaddy for its first up run, and he sent me his numbers, and it was one of them. And I thought, what are you doing here, son? And uh, had a better look, and it went super that day. So oh. I ran fifth to Finchy. Yep, with Andrew Castle on, and uh, yeah, I think I think a few of the lads might have got the chockies last start. I wasn't smart enough to back it. That was the day I backed uh, Kakoon Bay four eighty into two seventy. Actually, took it each way mm. and fourth. So new beauty. Um, <laughs> Fuck me, BJ. Honestly. So what, what's what? Okay, so we've, I don't we've, usually go each way at that we've, price. We've got I, couldn't, the, I couldn't get much on. We've got the so. tr- we got the trumpet noise sorted. Wah, wah, wah. What's what's the opposite of a, really well, What's the opposite of a trumpet? That's yeah, what we want. No, yeah. there's not many trumpets at the moment. Believe me, the orchestra is uh, shut up shop at the moment. Okay, now can't afford to play. I think my, my I think my best the- my best of the weekend might be Carlton. I think. <laughs> When we, when we get to that part of the show at the end of the day, my maddie might be Lance Whitnell to kick three plus. Um, <laughs> Lance Whitnell. know that one for a while. Uh, what do you reckon here, Beej? I uh, races two and five, I want to I want to deep dive probably in a bit more depth this afternoon. So um, lead me into one for when I when I do that. I'm, yeah. Well, I, for just the way that the market is at the moment, I am keen on American Troop. At around the nine dollar mark, a bit I, I, concerned. I'll be devil's advocate. A bit yeah. concerned. I'm, again, I haven't really done the race, mm. so I've got no real strong opinion. A bit concerned that Beach West didn't frank it yesterday. Went L- went went doggy pose. Yeah, a little bit. I still think this horse is just just um, building. Stables going good. Building stables stables going well. From four, Jerry can just. 
tuck in behind the speed, which is likely to be, I guess, call again, maybe hoist the colours and and guard the safe, come across and create a bit of create a bit of pressure. I think guard the well. safe will definitely from that gate. Yeah. I don't think they wanted to lead, then they were forced into being in that type of role. And then last start it was pretty ordinary on the fence. So I think they'll from that gate just yeah. take some ownership of the so race. See why we are is the obvious, uh, inform. This is a horse that's also building as well. Is it the obvious? Like I is that I haven't again. From, I haven't from, from, a, race. from a market point of view, it's it's last. It's favourite winner last start. It's drawn the gate again. But for mine, I think I didn't. I wasn't impressed by the way. I only just fell in against Wonderkind and Mystical Man. They were both pulling good ground off at late. So and awesome rival who's flying, but is going to get back to last again. It's going to need quite a bit to go right. Um, so that leads me to horses that are just a touch out of the market in American Troop drawn well. And I thought I really liked the trial of Sessions Peak. And it didn't have any luck first up uh, for Peter Nucky as well in a bit of a bunch finish where there was a few unlucky runners. So they're about $9.50 and $13 in this race. So I feel as I've got them further up the market myself. So I feel like American Troop and Sessions Peak are the two horses I'm operating around in this race. Yep. Yep. It's a, uh, it's a sticky one. You go many different ways here. If they had a senior on Mystical Man, if they went back to Sean, yeah. Mystical Man, I reckon yeah. I'd be pretty keen, but it can be a difficult horse to ride. Um, probably should have won last start. Yeah. Um, when Taj went in the double, the double protest, the rare, the LDP, and um, has, the rare double protest, yeah, had no uh, no success there. So, yeah, I mean, you just naturally look at the market in that sense. Mm. There was nothing between the three of them with Wonderkind and, See why we are is a quarter of the price. So see why we are seems like one of those horses that's very honest. Yes. Very just very he's like let's go, we're gonna go. Matty Prittis, maybe Scotty West, you know? He just does everything right. That good? But hey, that maybe, but no, maybe, real, maybe. no real high level, no high level level of talent, but just does everything right. Oh. You know what I mean? Puts himself in the right spot. I just think, he's I never gonna I think you're underselling. Pritis and West. I'm probably not using, I'm probably not using the right analogy there. Uh, <laughs> let me let me work on that one. Come up with a waffle player, mate. Yeah. No, you know what I mean. Yeah. He's just gonna yeah. put himself in the, if you're gonna look, and this will sound harsh if you want. <laughs> let's see if I can upset some people here. The horse that I would equate it to, if you're looking at a listed level horse, was Rock Magic. Right. Just was so professional, put itself in the right spot, had a nice turn of foot, but that was I don't know. Jeez, I'm, I'm upset. You have lost it. I'm upsetting people here. <laughs> anyway, that's why I see why we are said eight goes and been in the top two seven times. Yes, it's super, super consistent, so. and he's going to always run well for dollar eighty five two fifty three thirty two ten last four starts. For mine, lacks a bit of a knockout punch. That's that's what I'm saying. Yes, that's exactly what I'm saying. Yeah, but Rock Magic had a knockout punch, didn't he? Yeah. What? Yeah, maybe we get the producer to knock those out. Fifteen races, actually. yeah. Maybe we get Jen to knock that out. No, I always just thought I always had Rock Magic down as always. It travelled nicely, let down. Yeah. Anyway, it was a way I looked at Rock Magic, and Rock Magic was a very good horse. Yeah. Punt. So I'm not trying to. Fuck, how have I upset Rock Magic here, dearie me? Um, yeah, so I've got a deep dive at more, but Sessions Peak, uh, I agree with what you said. Mm. The, the trial was great. The first up run was nice and better suited at 1,500. Sticky from the gate. Yeah. You look at how horses pick up points as well, and it's pretty stiff. It's it one is. of made in a yeah. class one and a class three, and it carries si 60 here. While no, you, you scan down and you, you look at some of these others who haven't um, done a significant amount um Less and then they've got quite significant weight relief, so it's hard from there. Peter Nucky's gonna have to come across with the speed, uh, park on him and, and make his run at the right time, and then hope that a 
awesome rival or a American troop or a um, mystical man don't then out sprint it. So mm. a, lot, a lot needs to go right. It needs to be one of those sort of Peter Nucky comfort me rides from a from a wide gate and yeah. put it in the right spot. But all in red is coming from the best form line if you purely look sure at their is. last runs. Yeah. Um, and yeah, awesome rival was probably the best run of any of these last start, but very hard horse to follow up at from last at four dollars forty at Ascot. So that's sort of why I was looking at something more more feels that know, way. I just more, feel whichever uh, way H- I go is yeah. gonna be wrong. So Sessions Peak's the one I'll agree with you for now. Okay. I got deep dive it though. Okay. All right. Yeah, I'm I'm as I said in my little wrap up before, American Troop and Sessions Peak at the current odds of the two horses that I'm leaning towards in race two, the West Speed Platinum, but they are hard races to pinpoint, that's for sure. Race three. Only the seven runners here. This is the Alliance Nickel Handicap, rating 72 plus over the 1,200 metres. Only a small field, but plenty of talent. We've got Snowdome resuming, super talented three-year-old. Tad Weir's flying for the for the Gang Jimmy Brothers who we need to um, who we need to lift after uh, after a um, you know, amazing comparison to Rock Magic there by the Perth Racing Group. I, I'm actually, I'm actually, that's genuinely weighing on me now because I think Rock Magic is one of our greatest horses WA has produced. It was more Rock Magic. He made the he was just so professional. That's what I'm trying to say. He was so professional. He wasn't necessarily a horse you wanted to be dead last and sprinting past him. He was very professional, put himself in a great spot. He had a sustained sort of, well, not a sustained run, but he had that little burst of acceleration. He didn't necessarily have your flashing you know for that level of racing yeah he just traveled so well I that, see, that's I see, what i'm trying I to see, say it's professional I i'm see, trying to more work on the professional aspect i see see why i don't see why we are rock magic made the uh was a late inclusion into the Should have been too. into the best wa racehorses of the last 20 years from uh the races wa podcast so do you reckon do you reckon see why we are will we'll make its way into that field wonder potentially yeah <laughs> potentially yep Hey, anyway, let's move on. I, I, I don't like how I've come I across here. I love it. But, uh, I want to offend a lot of people throughout the show, but I don't want to. And let's let's offend one right here. Yeah. Western Knight. What are we What are we doing here? Fourteen hundred back to twelve hundred, and Bob's got Quacko. He's got Rottenness vibes, isn't he? Quacko vibes. The old fourteen hundred sixty six plus is the next race we'll discuss after this. I, yeah. I reckon that might have made a touch more sense, but yeah, uh, yeah he, he must be. There's no other way to look at this, is there? Yeah, he must be thinking. If we can go super here, let's then go and carry 58 and a half as a 76 Raider in a Quokka. I suppose if you got the money. <laughs> Deary me. It'd be very interesting. I want to I Bob Quokka selfie. That's what that's what we need. Yeah, we, that's what we, <laughs> we need. <laughs> but, yeah, that's the only reason here. Like this, I mean, on the surface, I'd be surprised if both of us aren't considering this for our lay of the day at $3.20. Like, it just seems a pretty wild price for a horse who I thought its best run was actually over the uh, was over the mile last start when it did a bit of work and yeah. the breeze. Um, yeah. Look, I'm not yeah, – it's obviously a really nice I think, horse. I think it's a good horse, yeah. It's but, obviously a nice horse, yeah. but it's just a very odd setup to come back to this. But good on. If that's what they're, if that's what they're having a crack at, then, um, then so be it. But um, – yeah, maybe Bob should look at outsourcing his spot. Just swallow that pride. Look, look take at, a good just take a little gulp of the pride. And little gander, sort of Great Southern. I'd be region. thinking Great Southern region. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Away from the Steve Wolf property and, just, and just towards out of, some just of the other properties. Of, a little bit out of town. Yeah, there, yeah. Nah, Morgs Freeman needs a needs a spot. I reckon. So, <laughs> um, well, odd, odd one out. It's won the uh, Cojanup Cup and the Pingrup Cup. So I, it seems to be just coming. <laughs> it just seems to be coming together at the right time for odd one out. So I don't know if the uh, who wrote it. 
Who did write it? Um, T. Plale. I, oh, Tam- uh, Tamara. Uh, Tamara, yeah. I don't know if Tamara will make the uh, the 54 or whatever. <laughs> That's the only problem. Might not be wait for age. So, yeah, yeah, half a chance. Yeah. Um, anyway, we somehow got to odd one out in a 72 plus 12 on a range. So <laughs> no, quack out. Quack out. Uh, Snow Dome. Uh, look good. Always looks, always trials well. Just a beautiful, mm. beautiful horse, beautiful mover. Heaps of talent resuming in a 1200 for, uh, for Chris and Neville Parnham. And, uh, big mover in the market this morning. Anyway, 362.70 on the Brad bet. Uh, find the front. That's the big question here. I, I think so. Yeah. I, I think they'll be pretty intent, um, to find the front. Man crush breeze. Uh, yeah, it all depends how they jump. I think they'll also be content handing up if, if Man Crush wants to go mad. Yeah. And the shades are gone off my talent. It's up to 1,200. My guess is they're going to be a bit more circumspect with that horse who's probably best known for its 1,100-metre form. Um, yeah, but, yeah, he, so he I think popped, the three-year-olds- He pretty noticeably last start, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. He looks, it didn't look good at all. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I think the three-year-olds will dominate the map and dominate the market. Uh, sorry, well, Snowdome will dominate the market as yeah. well. But, yeah, look, I, I, Snowdome's the one. Um, you're still – there's a query on exactly how good you are when you get to this grade. Like, Man Crush hasn't beaten the older horses yet. Let's remember that win was only against Malkar Pindari now, which really hasn't franked the form whatsoever. No, and, so. and if you go back through that field, the uh, third, fourth, fifth, sixth – Yeah, aren't, aren't 72-pluses, are they? So, no, exactly yeah. right. So, we always like the three-year-olds against the older horses, but that gets to a level of racing where you go, well, hang on, this is now proper racing. You know, you, you can't just beat up on the 60-plus horses that are, have all got um, limited ceilings. So, look, I think – Stono finds a front. I think Brad's price of three sixty was a bet price. Mm-hmm. I think he he's obviously taking it on, and that's that's fine. I don't blame him for that. But um, it's hard to come at too many others. Tadweir was a clear second elect for me. Yeah, um, it's hard to jump into a horse after you haven't been on its last three mm. going for four in a row. But I mean, the Acromantula form's good. Um, this speed map looks really nice for yep. it. I think uh, my worry is that he ends up in the back of Metalon, three pairs back, one off, and and Metalon. That's exactly exactly where I had him, and he's got to he's, then he's got to go wide. Another horse, yeah. are, are, are pushing out underneath him, and giving Snowdon a kilo as well. So that's that's definitely a concern. But um, yeah, they're the two for me. Two eighty a bet price Snowdome. It's currently two seventy best, and I'm to be I genuinely I'm not too perturbed if it wins a two seventy. So bet yeah, like it's actually yeah I'm actually did quite you, happy. Did you did you four forty a bet? Did you get any of the opening price? I took Brad's, yeah. yeah. Brad, Brad bets me to win a little bit early, which is which is good of uh, Tab Touch. Um, so I had a little bit of that. And to be honest, I reckon it'll probably be well backed and that's all I'll get on. So I think so, yeah. I'm, so, I'm fine with that. So Snowdome first up last prep won the three year old classic over the Ascot Thousand and then was beaten, what, <laughs> head in the Belgravia stakes over the Ascot 1200, same track and distance. That was Amelia's jewel, that one, that race. And he did get a bit of a flick across the nose. I think that was by. Man crush. Man crush. Was, yeah. Have a look at man crush as well. The one, the big positive with Harvey going back on, it's two best career best runs have been with Harvey. Harvey on. on. So yeah. That really was in that really. race in the Magic Moon. Yeah. Too. And how's this? Um, sorry, Chris, who's coming up very shortly, yeah. but um, Snowdome's three from three, Brad Parnham, Brad Parnham. zero from six, Chris Parnham. How's that? That's good. Yeah. That's a good start. Yep. That yeah. is a good start. Uh, and, and, Brad won the trial on him the other day as well. He did. So interesting. He did. Chris has won on him in the trials, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Yeah, won really well on him in trials too. So Yeah. So yeah, I mean Amelia's jewel just got over the top of Snowdome and Man Crush in that still grave. Yeah. Still the cult. Yeah. He's worth a couple of bob if you can <laughs> pinch a uh, big race. Yeah, absolutely. He's very fast. He's got some quality about him. He's um yeah, he's he's the horse to beat for me for me, mm. I think. Yeah, I think What do you need to have a bet? I think if uh, I was thinking more like two eighty. 
Yeah. yeah. I don't think I don't know if, don't know if I'm going to. I'm see honestly, that, like, honest. again, we were mentioning it before with. With Tommy um, last, it just it feels like a sticky card, and it, unless I and I've marked these like I'm talking, I've marked that to about seventy eight percent or something, eighty two percent in a seven horse field. Yeah, like if I don't get my two eighty, I'm I'm just not perturbed. Or four four as I said four seventy, Tadwee will get me as well. I'm actually spinning the knife third favorite. I thought its last run it got chopped out when it was yeah. just about to make its run. I yeah, didn't it was think it was fact, too bad down the straight. Yeah, Luke was looking around like he was traveling, he, traveling, yeah. but he just didn't want to come out because there was a horse just outside and but off him a bit so he wanted to come out without causing interference and didn't hit the line too bad if you but i still think western night will be known spin the night well the big thing for yeah. me was speed map there with snow dome kicking maybe man crush is tied yeah. at this stage of its prep and then spin the knife's got full clear air on yeah. the back of the horse it's going to give the big kick and yeah Just follows it through yeah. yeah i had the sort of high teens as a bet price but it's one that if money comes wildly for Snow and Tadweer uh, in particular, uh, I think yeah, like it's one that even in a seven horse field could trade twenty eight thirty five dollars, and that just could be worth a, a tiny bet late, you know. Yeah, good point, good point. But yeah, um, the Gan Jimmy brothers have got Tadweer absolutely humming at the moment. Came over, uh, I think it was an ex Hayes horse, and just ran second to a lot of good horses, and was just a bit bit stiff and. Just thought, is, is it really going to click for Tadweer? But it certainly has. Um, three on the trot, going for four on the bounce. And, yeah, I think uh, he's going to be launching late. But I, for me, I just feel like Snowdome, just a real quality animal in front, rolling along, pinch it, will be too strong. Tell you what, though, if they do decide to uh, snag Metalon completely and go out the back and try to ride it completely differently, and that that should leave Tadweer very close to the 1-1. One, one. Mm. Dear me. Could be race on. Yeah. 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 Well, it all comes down. If Snowdome's... As good as it's meant to be, then it's there is no race here really. Yeah, if that's Snow, the thing. This could trade a dollar eighty. Snowdome's taken another right. elevation this preparation, then mm-hmm. that won't be catching. Well, we don't know that for sure either way. Do we, we don't. No. Don't forget, last first up last campaign was a thousand. This is twelve. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Race four is the ladies in pink handicap. This is a ratings sixty six plus over the fourteen hundred meters. Perhaps this was a better option for Western Night, but we'll wait and see. Crocker's not over 1,400, mate. Because the uh, the guru, there's a bit of guru flavour in the Ladies in Pink handicap because we got B Optimistic going around. Number two, Saddlecloth uh, in the market, of course, racing really well. But this is this is quite an interesting race. We've got Magnificent Andy, Major Max, um, B Optimistic as well. They're all around the, the same price. And then you've got your Export Mans, Brooklyn Piers, Bourbon bows, all single figures in current markets as well. Terry. Yeah. Um, this is one of those races without a defined leader, which which I really struggle with. Um, I Magnificent Andy's the obvious one. Um, he's the whole, I mean, after his last run, it was sort of like, geez, I want to be on wherever he goes next start. Pressure's out in front, took a couple of hip and shoulders, raced against his normal pattern, still gave a big kick. I know it was Classic Rogue, and that might not be considered a great form reference, but I think Classic Rogue was going better potentially than his price tag suggested that day. But the third horse was all in red, so maybe that isn't a great part. I don't know. It's an interesting one. But well, it was just, it was a departure from the way they had been riding Magnificent Andy as well. Yeah, it was a bit yep. stiff that yep. – well, a bit stiff. It was probably a combination of factors, but you would have hoped, I think, from where they were that um, – that romancing the rock just yeah. went around to the breeze and yeah. you just settled one one and yeah. I think that's Clint, what she, Clint and Brad couldn't work it out yeah yeah and they bought them bought each other yeah exactly down. right yeah. so but I mean a good line is be optimistic and and magnificent Andy clashed uh, four starts ago on the fifth of February I think maybe be optimistic was peaking more in her preparation at that point in time while magnificent Andy definitely was a thousand to fourteen hundred. Um, 
de- probably needed it more so. And I think that day, Magnificent Andy, it was probably a better run. It was just Holly Watson that won the race for yeah. us and, and be optimistic that particular day. So, um, look, I think with normal luck, Magnificent Andy is very hard to beat. But if a Jag the Joker crosses and finds the fence and rips the brakes on, I don't think Magnificent Andy's a horse that's suited to a slow tempo on the back of a stopper. So, Magnificent Andy doesn't jump most of the time. If they do jump well, I think they've really got to take the bull by the horns here and, and, and lead. That's how you win this race with Magnificent Andy. So um, I, I've got down sort of three, three dollars twenty as, as a bet price for me. Again, like the two eighty, two ninety. This is the one I want to be on. Mm-hmm. This is there's multiple of these. Snowdome Andy. We'll talk about demolish later in the day. But the prices aren't there, and if, if they don't recover, I'm, I'm okay not being on because. Um, even if they do just recover, like those type of speed maps really worry me. Mm. Like where you're like, well, hang on, this is going to get caught on the back of a uh, a potential, like it's currently $60 odd dollars, Jag the Joker. If that is the leader, it could be Major Max. Um, yeah, it could be Brooklyn Pier if they try to kick it up. I didn't really jump speedily in its trial. So, yeah, just, I just thought, yeah, sticky. Yeah, I thought Major, Major Max tactically, they might, Nucky might see there's no leader here and just sort of, Try to jump in control. The problem is they'll look at see what what the third the fourth thought process mm. is. Yeah, it won first up and it won third up both times one one or very close to you know. Second up, it got on the wrong part of the track yeah. and the breeze and it lost. We can't win from there. We can't be forward. We can't. That's just that's just how the mentality works. You don't look at this race and go, we've got to win this race. Even Magnificent Andy, my concern is they'll look at it. And, and there'll go, be an overcorrection from they'll go, Yeah, and yeah. they'll go, hang on, we lost that because we got in a battle. Let's make sure we get cover. But the thing that could lose you this race is getting cover on the wrong horse. If you get cover on the back of Major Max who runs you along, you beauty. It's probably all over. But you got jack. you've got to think about this particular yeah. race. And Brad, all the Parnham boys are pretty good in that sense about having a look at what's going to Occur. But in saying that, he, Brad might go in with the greatest intentions to lead this race, and yeah. magnificent Andy misses it more often than he than he jumps. So he might not have a choice. So um, yeah, sticky race. I'm I'm pretty happy. Sticky race. I'm, sti- right. I'm pretty happy. It's two eighty to mm. be honest with you, and and not a bet price for me at this point in time. But um, we'll keep an eye out. See how the the fence is playing as well. Your horse, be optimistic. Yeah, I think um, what it's proven the last couple of starts either she's she's maybe had enough or. There's a big gap from 60 to 72 plus grade. Um, she's a pretty big unit um, from what Luke tells me. Be optimistic. And I've seen her as well, but my judgment of horse flesh in the flesh isn't uh, leaves a bit to be decided. As I'm sure a few people will tell you when I asked if uh, Angelic Ruler was deep, deep. That was Dan <laughs> Pierce. That was middle of that one. Um, so I think she will actually be better suited back to this grade carrying more weight. I think she handles carrying weight in a slightly lower grade. So hopeful of a, an improved run from her, but uh, it's unlikely she gets to a bet price. Well, she won't get to a bet price for me. But, um, yeah, at this point in time, she's be the one I'm cheering for. Yeah, I think she's been admirable in good races last last two starts. Mm. And also she was mile Very back- high rating races. Yeah, too. they were um, fast races. So mile back to 14 in a week last start. And also she's she's got in a couple of bumping jewels recently as well, which I don't think is, considering how big she is, would, um, wouldn't, it's just not suitable. She just needs to flow uninterrupted. Flow. 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 So yeah, I wouldn't be giving up on her. The interesting runner for me is the top weight Brooklyn Pier. It's formless preparation, tricks of the trade, ginger green, big screen even prior to that was excellent. Um, Ascot 1400 is top six top three finishes from eight starts. Is um, got a good fresh record as well. Wasn't knocked around a recent trial. Just feels like a ne- Neville's been winning 
these type of races consistently recently. He's gone for the claim with Luke Campbell. I wouldn't be surprised if Brooklyn Pier is the blowout here. Uh, yeah, I like Luke on as well. It's a yeah. good, good use of the claim. I thought the trial was just okay. First up at the 1,400. My, my feel is just probably needs one. Yeah. Um, you look at its first up record and you go, oh, shit, three from six. That's as a youngster over 1,000 metres. For, for me, it's just the, the opposition that it raced against and the way that it conducted itself against real- I can't real, see any real big names in, real, in there. Real quality. Um, so <laughs> The old tricks of the try the railway winner. <laughs> it doesn't read too badly, does it? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and it wasn't – I think something else fought out the finish of those. Was it Creator, who's now racing in Black Tight Company mm-hmm. exclusively? I think that might have run third in that particular race. So um, You'd like it, to see him probably try and – oh, probably not fit enough. I said lead almost because yeah. it has ran really good races mm. probably yeah. in the past. I've been on uh, Andy's last three. Do I go again? Price is a bit prohibitive at the moment, so hopefully there's a bit of money for a couple of the others, and we can we can see a bit of a rebound. Maybe I don't know, like, don't like my chances, but maybe three forty, three fifty. That'd probably do me for magnificent Andy. I think he will win um, Brooklyn Pier at the moment. Could if if it gets out double figures, mid mid teens type thing could be a spec as well. I think we'll get three fifty, Andy. Yep, I do. That's that's sort of where I'm thinking as well. I really would like to see that mid threes, and even then, I'd just be somewhat circumspect. Uh, Mini Winnie Maddie going better than its um its paper form suggests. Um, yeah, ran on really nicely down the centre of the track where the race wasn't run last start, and it's prior if it um Jade was held up behind him late and in a race five point five lengths total. Yeah, not too bad for this. So don't know if it's winning, but it's um. Yeah, it'll go around close to 100 to 1 and we'll probably run you a slightly better race than that. Probably won't pay anything though. <laughs> <laughs> Madness. All right, let's take a break, Terry, because it is mastermind time. All right, BJ, it's now time for the Mundaring Hotels WA Racing Mastermind competition. Yeah, after a week off, we're back at it and uh, the Mundaring they have been the heart of the hills since 1899, located in Jacoby Street, Mundaring. If you get an opportunity up that way, make sure you drop in and see the publican Ian Butchie O'Connor say good day. Uh, let him know that you listen to the one one, of course. Feed, flutter, froffies, family atmosphere, and uh, Butchie's big deck will be rocking and rolling if younger lass can salute at Pinjarra today. So best of luck to Butchie and everyone involved in that particular runner. Um, and I think you might have Quillo in on uh, at Pinjarra this Sunday as well. Mm. So it could be a big couple of days for the man in charge of the Mundaring Hotel. So we've got a, got a good clash today. We've got Riley Dot Morgan who, uh, who knocked off Mitchell Pateman uh, two weeks ago. Riley's uh, out to make it uh, two on the bounce. Let's bring him in. Riley, you're back. G'day, boys. How are you? Yeah, good, mate. Good. Uh, Walks wanted to know any issues with getting your voucher from last week. <laughs> uh, I'll, let, I'll be happy to let Walks know. It still hasn't come yet. So they are still <laughs> keeping us apart. They are still keeping us apart from heading up to the Mundaring to have a feeder flutter and a frothy. But uh, hopefully BJ can, uh, <laughs> can get the ball rolling so we can get up there soon. I don't know if these vouchers exist. I've never actually seen one myself, to be honest with you. So there might need to be a bit of a royal inquiry into a uh, royal commission into, um, into BJ and these vouchers here. No wonder he's uh, consistently dining on the big deck. <laughs> Riley, uh, mate, you've had two weeks to bask in the glory of being the WA Racing Mastermind. Uh, um, how has that served you? Have you? Any more promotions going on? Are you getting a few pats on the back at uh, Tab Radio? What, what's happening? Mate, apparently if you're the WA Racing Mastermind, by default that means you 
at the same time, that just means that there are no winners whatsoever the past couple of weeks. It has been... It has been seriously humbling the past two weeks. I can tell you that much for free. Uh, the great game. It giveth and it taketh, Riley. It sure does. Now, this uh, some bloke who, who uh, knows a thing or two about winners, that's for sure, is the three-time WA Oaks winning jockey and this week's challenger, Chris Parnham. G'day, Chris. BJ, Terry, Riley. How are we? Good, mate. Good. I, when you said three time, then I thought you were going to say three time um, mastermind. Winner, but he would Yeah, so did I. <laughs> he doesn't care about the Oaks, Jesus Christ. Is the Oaks on this weekend? It's Mastermind Day. Yeah, Chris, it's good to have you back on. Mitchell got knocked off last week. So this feels like uh, it feels like you're not only taking on Riley here, but you'll also get one up uh, over Mitchell Payton. Mitchell so- Payton, hey, yeah. Yeah, well, uh, I'm just yeah, happy to be back on and, um, yeah, as you said before, um I've actually lost me last few times on here, so mm. I'm trying to make amends. Redemption. Yeah, yeah I got an I got an, I got an email during the week, boys, and Mitch has actually bumped up my training fees a little bit. Yeah, I've got as well after last week. <laughs> when that when that voucher comes, that can be a hundred dollars off your training fees. I think. <laughs> <laughs> now, Chris has uh, Chris has been heavily involved in the Mastermind over the years in the in the uh, Jockey and Trainer Challenge. He's taken on Scotty Embry and all in sundry he takes on Riley.Morgan today and uh, if these if these first uh, lot of questions have a different flavour to them that is because the one and only Perth Racing Guru has put pen to paper and he has come up with the first lot of questions for this week's edition of the Mundaring Hotels. Some toughies lads, some toughies making you two work for it. Two of the the top liners, we're going to go straight to the top. All right, we ready Beach? Yeah, let's do it as a beat. Yeah, it's you this week definitely. All right guys, you know how to play, your names are your buzzers and to be crowned this week's mastermind you'll need to be the first to answer three questions correctly. All right. Mastermind, are you ready? Let's do it. Challenger, are you ready? I'm ready. Three, two, one. Who am I? While my career was cruelly cut short, it was still a cracker earning a tick over $400,000 with my final race start being in the 2021 Railway Stakes. I was placed at black type level on five occasions before finally breaking through for some well-deserved group racing success. Those placings included the 2020 Challenge Stakes behind Superstorm, the 1,000 Guineas behind Lonsdale Lady, and the WA Oaks behind Tuscan Queen. While William Pike rode me to my maiden success, It was CJP, who was my life partner, being aboard me for four other victories for my other- Chris. Chris. Naughty by nature. Oh, Oh. he didn't even even get to the best part. (laughs) We came here to party, throw your hands up, everybody, let's have a party going on. Anyway, that's Naughty by Nature, who sing that song. So. Very good. Very good, Chris. That was my last line as well. I don't know short there, so I was just going to start singing after that. So. Good horse, right. Naughty by Nature. Very good horse. Yeah. I think she was only getting better too. Yes, yes. So we're from the Jason Miller yard. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, Chris is off to a flyer. Yeah, like a Jason One. Miller-themed question this weekend. Yes, very good. Same colours as uh, Admiration Express yes. as well. All right, next question. As you heard from Terry's Who Am I?, Tuscan Queen and Naughty by Nature ran 1-2. They ran the Quinella in the 2020 WA Oaks. 
Can you name any one of the other nine runners to compete in that race? Chris. Oh. Right. <laughs> Chris. Do, 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 do. Oh, I told BJ, because I didn't know you were coming on. So I told BJ, just tell Chris he can't use his own mount. That has to be the only rule I want added to that one. But he hasn't gone with that. Can you name any of the others? Um, yeah, Mort's had another one in it. Um, Jared wrote it. What was it called? Doesn't matter. I've, won, I've got the question. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was uh, that was stacked. These so, questions are tailored. Oh, <laughs> oh, not at all. What what is is it, how's tailored? the Naughty by Nature one? Chris never wrote. I don't think Chris ever wrote Naughty by Nature. Yeah, that was a bit. That was a bit rough. Sorry, Riley. We'll we'll see what we can. We'll, we'll have a. This oh. is, <laughs> <laughs> he wrote in a race. <laughs> well, again, right, when so I, I wrote the questions, when I wrote, I can think of one. Who is it? Uh, Steve wrote Pambella. Remember he, that? He did ride Pambella. There you go. He got it anyway. <laughs> Riley, what are you talking he about? Off, he took off early. That, that didn't. That didn't. He took off. He remembers the race. Deary me. All right. Now, just, just for the record, these are the other horses to come through the Oaks. Not really um, – not one for the ages. Mr. Minikin, Samantha's Twitch, Secret Pearl, Shawadi Wadi, Pambella, My Fair, Ballantyne, Mood, Goddess, Glamour Pact, and Safe to Make Up. Vintage. Vintage WA Oaks, Vintage. isn't it? Deary me. Yeah. The first two were, uh, were good ones, though. Um, yes. All right. Chris has uh, gone bang, bang to start things off here. It's 2 nil. All right. So, who was the original trainer – of Saturday's Ascot Acceptor, Mystical Man. Who trains it now? <laughs> <laughs> Who said that? You're answering the questions, Chris. <laughs> Three, two, one. Oh. And... Riley? Yeah. Uh, I buzzed it. I buzzed it. Yeah. I buzzed it. Sorry, Riley. Have a guess was anyway, it, but you don't uh, get it. Uh, was it Gordon Spowlett? It was not Gordon Spowlett. Fuck me, Dad. Gordon Spowlett. That's not. Not right. everyone's as uh, efficient with the uh, proficient role. I always thought this was a nice one. Than you. No, this is it's D Mac. Yeah, Darren McAuliffe is the answer. Ne- now, now trained by Zach Tyler, the racing at Ascot. Oh, yeah, no chance, Chris, yeah. what did you what did you think of the um, the double protest by Taj? I haven't seen too many of those. The third versus second and first. Um. Oh, yeah, he probably. Never going to get it, but he had a crack. <laughs> yeah, you got to have a throw at the stump sometimes, don't you? Ambitious. All right. He probably, he probably needs a little bit more experience in the field, you know? <laughs> 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 All right. Simon Miller is absolutely dominating the two-year-old racing in Western Australia. Name the last two-year-old winner in WA that was not trained by Simon A. Three. Riley. Morris. Riley. It was Chris and Nova, Trevor Andrews. Very well done. Very good. 2 1. <laughs> 2 1. Okay. These are good questions this week, mate. Yes. <laughs> Who's written these? <laughs> All right. We're going to. Here we go. Which Cerise and White runner went down, beaten as a $1.75 favourite in the 2020 Melvista Stakes, won by Red Hot Tip? Chris. 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 Um, Three, two, one. No. no. Okay. Riley, two, one. Oh, and- well, no, I can't. 
And just before you answer, the answer was not. The second horse in that race was Midnight Blue, but that's not the answer. The answer is? Bogart. Bogart. $1.74. Who's taking $1.74? <laughs> in retrospect, that looks ugly, doesn't it? <laughs> All right. Here we go. 2-1. It's, it's 2-1 to Chris. Exciting three-year-old Snowdome resumes on Saturday after winning, fir- uh, after winning first up last prep in the 1,000-metre three-year-old classic at Ascot. Who was the beaten $1.85 favourite, very unlucky in defeat that Chris. day? Chris. Chris. Okay. And that was Brad that rode snow. So that, Riley, you can't whinge about that either. <laughs> that was Brad that rode uh, Snowdome that day. So uh, it was all show. All show. Chris. That was stiff, wasn't it? Yeah, it was stiff. Yeah. <laughs> Chris, really you bad. are the Mundaring Hotel's WA Racing Mastermind. Congratulations. Yeah, cheers, mate. That was pretty dominant as well. I know there was a, there was one in there that favoured you, but uh, Riley, um, you're a bit off your tucker at the moment. <laughs> Seriously, I was just uh, the wheel will turn eventually, Terry. Just, exactly. Uh, just waiting. Can we do just a con- waiting can we, can we, I thought Hang on, DJ thought, didn't thought, do one question. Yeah. Why didn't you do the other question? Can you do the consolation question just for fun? All right. All right. If, if, if Riley this is the gets, only if, one of my if, questions. If, if Riley gets this right, he can have another voucher. How's that? Here we go. All right. <laughs> Sam Mazdat and Luke Gold filled the minor placings in the 2021 Grandstand Cup. Who was the winner of that race? Oh, that was um, RSPCA. Big day. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, he, loses it. he said RSPCA. That's his first answer. All right. Uh, two, two vouchers coming your way. But, Chris, you're, you're back on back on top of the uh, mastermind world as the dominant figure. He responded to the little rev up there, didn't he, Chris? Oh, yeah. I, I, gave, I gave Chris a little rev up uh, before we started. And, um, yeah, he's responded to it well. Yeah, we, he was compared to Red Can Man. Mm, he didn't like it. Yeah, always runs a good race. It's <laughs> just not winning, you know? just not winning. He didn't get his nose in front. <laughs> Good on you, Chris, mate. Um, that's no one, worries. One, Thanks for the rev up. one on the trot. <laughs> uh, mate, do you reckon you'll be back? Can we get you back on next Thursday um, to defend your crown? Oh, who have you got me up against? That's, I reckon they'll be lining up yeah. to take you on yeah. next week as well. Yeah, so he's we'll, got a target uh, on his back. Yeah, we'll, yep. throw the, uh, we'll throw the doors open. I know one person who wants to have a go soon is uh, is Halatorian Strapper Grace. Right. Down in Albany. I know yeah. she wants to have a pop soon. So, okay, very um, good. Yeah, we're going to have to rope her here in soon. What about Roy? Roy, Roy would be I, I wouldn't mind getting Roy on. Roy, on the, Roy, Roy would yeah. be dynamite on the last yeah. one, wouldn't he? Oh, definitely. Can you imagine? There will be a lot of um, Leto Boogie and Luke's gold questions. <laughs> Really throw a couple of uh, softballs up for him. We've been not let Terry write that set of questions. But Chris, thanks for coming on, mate. Good luck on Saturday riding the riding the favourite in the Oaks, and you obviously you've always got a good book of rides out there at Ascot on a Saturday. All the best, and Riley Morgan, thanks, mate, for being a good sport and coming on. And we'll get those vouchers out to your ASAP, so you and Morgs can uh, get up to the uh, the Mundaring Hotel, Heart of the Hills, since eighteen ninety nine. Pleasure, boys. Thank you. Thanks, Riley. Yeah, thanks, Chris. Boy. See you, mate. Thanks, fellas. No, thanks. Chris Parnham, could that be a sign of things to come for this weekend, Guru? Yeah, it was pretty dominant, actually. The, uh, it was funny. I said to Beige, I just said, make sure you say, don't, uh, you can't use your runner in this race, Chris, because I wrote these questions before I knew who Riley was taking on. But well, I still think he was, I still think he was getting that. It. it was a dominant win. He was going to shade him? Yeah, he won by three. He maybe would have won by length and a half. So it was a, it was an easy win. And, um, and Chris, did the, Chris did the right thing by, uh, Letting Riley get the uh, the, the dig deep question at the end. Exactly. Yeah, he exactly. could have easily chimed in yep. and denied him. But great uh, questions this week. <laughs> I hope D Mac was the original trainer of Mystical Man. I didn't actually look that up. 
Neither of them got that one, though, did they? So it doesn't matter. <laughs> no. Yeah, that was just from memory. Jeez, I, I actually don't think Chris Parner even knows that Mystical Man is a horse. Yeah. <laughs> Who trains it now? <laughs> like, he should have been calling up for the ride this week, I'll tell you no, what. I reckon, yeah. I'll tell you what. Uh, let's have a look. Yeah, because Mystical Man's one of a few. Darren McCall, front, is it? They sack very early. They reckon they've got some good talent. One of ours, Ruling Dames, another. They yep. Got sort of chopped very early. Yeah, one start for Darren and then straight up to uh, Carnarvon and um, starts very short in the market at Carnarvon and maybe actually better suited to the grass, BJ. So, mm. There yes. you go. Zach Tyler well doing a good job. Going well for Zach Tyler. Winnable. So. Winnable on Saturday too. Very much so. So, yeah, Chris Parnham, he is our mastermind for this week and I imagine – um, that we're going to have people jumping out of trees to try and knock off Chris and to die him that second win on the trot. Send uh, us some messages to get yeah, involved as well. Yeah, we, need, we, need some, we need some contestants. I think people think it's, uh, yeah, if you send a message, you're very likely to get in. We're usually chasing someone. I think people think the line's that long. No one bothers lining up. Yes. I know Toby, no one in the I queue. I ran into Toby down at the races yesterday and he's itching to to get back on. And, he uh, only and comes on when we get to Vulcan. fourth or fifth, yeah. Vulcan down yeah. the bottom of the travel later. So If Chris uh, gets to three, we'll go Jordan Turner, I think. But uh, yeah. Round three, I reckon. Or yeah. round four. Yeah. Get get past yeah. Geordie, then take on one of the uh, yep. either Rooney or Dunn. Probably Dunn. Dunn hasn't been on for a Rooney while. Rooney probably just won't have time doing his tinny of the week. <laughs> <laughs> and his fantasy dream team. And his fantasy dream he's team. Right yeah. into that. So. I thought I did really well with my fantasy dream team, but my score doesn't suggest yeah. I did. Yeah, my score was a bit left yeah. a bit to be desired as mm. well. But uh, anyway, that is the Bundaring Hotel's WA Racing Mastermind for episode 160. And we better keep rolling with this preview. And we are back, and it's race five, the first annual Discover Racing for Ladies event at Ascot. Handicap. Interesting. This is a graduation, one metro win, conditions, 1,200 metres. We had a couple of funny old grads last week, and um, this is, yeah, they're not getting any easier. The resuming three-year-old here, Kostya's Crown, will no doubt be very popular, has raced against the best, uh, basically as a two and three-year-old. So coming back um, as a autumn three-year-old, taking on this graduation company with 56.5 from a good draw off a, off a couple of good trials is uh, means that most people will be venturing in his direction. Desert Vixen, has, um, they've found a bit of a trick with her recently, riding her a bit quiet, and she's been attacking the line with some ferocity. Rebel Zone was scratched last week, but they've gone again this week from a low draw. Chris Parnham back on board, and the resuming Coppenco has some talent as well. So this 1,200-meter uh, graduation is well and truly up for grabs. Yeah, it certainly is. First annual Discover Racing for ladies. So Nicola discovers racing every Wednesday, Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday when she hears swear words coming out of the <laughs> office upstairs. Tell you what, made some new ones up recently as well. Uh, this isn't really the type of race I like to get involved in. You've got um, OBH, No Change, uh, Cobb & Co, Costa's Crown, and Mystic Jane all first up. up. And then you've yeah. got Rebel Zone coming off a setback seven days ago and it was scratched with a- Off for, off for hoof soreness. There you go, off mm. for hoof soreness. I do like it at the 1200 rather than the 14, but that's obviously a pretty big red old flag there, Beige. So I think we're only guessing we can watch trials. Um, you could speculate on Costa's Crown, who will be popular, but I'll tell you what, 
if you've been a Costa's crown backer over the journey, you've done your um, you've done your Russell Coit. It started pretty prohibitive odds. It hasn't been a lot of fun, has it? Really? No, nah, it hasn't <laughs> been a lot of fun backing uh, old Costa's. Costa's much should be called Costa's lots of money. Um, but it's it just just on a time, and I think times can be overplayed a bit yeah. uh, because Costa's crown did Pete, Pete take and, a uh, sit. Pete and Scotty McCormack have got a beach house down in Dunsbury now. Called the Costas oh, yeah. Crown. <laughs> <laughs> Deary me. Um, Costas Crown and Cobb Co trialled on the same day and Cobb Co went around about 1.2 seconds or about seven lengths. Seven, so about seven, eight lengths yep. quicker. Yep. Um, so it's yeah, I, I take from that what you will. You can Sometimes you can actually say the slower trial is more impressive mm. if it's the horse that has to come from behind to, to make the ground. So, um, But, yeah, look, Costas Crown should be should be hard to beat, but I, I'm, not, I'm just not going to have a bet at $3 mm. BJ on a horse that's been – perennially um, disappointing. Desert Vixen comes out of a race where the four mines a question mark big time. His dreaming was very plain last week. Um, those Westbeck Platinums, they often find it difficult to win in non-Westbeck Platinums afterwards. But very good job from Simon A to get this horse over 1,200, something they've persisted with trying and trying and now she's hitting the line well. So mm-hmm. she's the one that's race fit and ready to go. Um, so that's definitely in her favour. OBH was a really nice trial, ridden off speed. Um, a bit of money around for that this morning. I wonder if that's stable money. Rebel Zone's probably got the best four months on paper. No change is capable. Probably it breeze at very best from mm-hmm. that awkward gate. And as I said, Cobb Co. was a really good eye-catching trial. I, I think it's it's one that represents a little bit of value at the moment. Um, good race form references last campaign, but 252 we, days between runs. We need to speak to Latham Anderson. He's the, he's the say, Cobb Co. man. Well, Latham will blindly be going in. It'll be, <laughs> it'll be Cobb Co. all up Newcastle, I'd suggest, for Latham. So. Um, but, yeah, I, I think we're probably a start early with Cobb Co. Just the way that um, Jordan 9 – Hasn't raced for maybe. about eight, nine months. Maybe. But maybe he's got maybe. It ready to go. Yeah. Maybe he's got it ready to go. So, um, yeah, good race to stay out on that. <laughs> maybe a little each way spec, Cobb and Co. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just yeah. I just zoomed in on costures, but it's track record at short prices is means it's just stay away and wait wait for him, was, wait for him to build uh, some trust, I think, for me. Yeah, what's your bet price? Uh, I was with a horse like Costa's Crown, like I was thinking four bucks. That's yep. bang on. If I got four dollars, I, yep. I was actually yeah. going to have a bet. No yep. worries. So I'm, I'm just talking. And the thing is, if it drifts out to four dollars, I probably, I, I don't, yeah, I don't really care. <laughs> I don't know. Mm. I needed to take the early four dollars and beyond, and then just sort of go. All right, well, that's probably money I'm going to lose, but it's probably going to be over. So well done. Um, yeah, Pandora Girl was an interesting one. Yeah. Did you watch the trials? I did. I thought this last trial was good. Yeah. Good placement. Uh, interesting placement. Pikey? So, so this horse- Pikey's got a tough old day with, this, with mounts, doesn't this he? This horse had this recent white colours on when the weights were released and it's a Peter's, in, Peter's Investments bred filly. So maybe this was a horse that was sold and Laloma, Laloma Farms picked up Pandora's Girl, several turns gone into their colours for for Dion. Um, but yeah, it was definitely a Peter's horse until um, very recently. For me- uh, I tell you what, I would have liked to have been on Rebel Zone without that without that setback. This, this feels like a good race for for her, doesn't it? Chris back on from one suck run, peel, galloping room, sort of get them late top situation in a race with not a heap of quality, um, and nothing really went right for it when they when it was written a bit differently. Uh, what was that three weeks ago now? So Rebel Zone could be a bit of a market watch for me just to see what happens there. But yeah, I'm happy to stay out. Cobb and Coke can run a race. Ben, I've been tracking Katona really closely recently. 
Um, would have liked to have seen it draw low and then followed the cut through along the fence. From 10, it's going to be hard. It's going to be hard, but you do look at it and go, well, OBH is first up 20 to 1 and no changes coming from the widest and 20 to 1. So it could be a race that really does turn into a... Yeah. They bunch and go type setup. Mystic Jane can it's be going to win forward. So, so if all the... F- if all the go forward horses aren't ready to win, that straight away says, well, this could be a good day to draw 10, good yeah. race to draw 10. So, yeah. Yeah, I might just hang around betfair, betfair.com.au, lurk, loiter, and see if there's any any. I'm deleting the app before this race because yeah. I'm going to lose on it. <laughs> I'm going to self-exclude for half an hour. <laughs> yeah, if he's got that feel to it, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Thank you very much for your kind donation. Um, all right. Tough old um, Pikey's got a tough old. We're about to do the grandstand and the um, and the what's the bloke's feature race called? BJ Melvista and the Melvista and Pikey hasn't got a ride in either. Two mm. features, dearie me. That's going it's on. A, it's a changing landscape. Race six is the Seacorp Grandstand Cup. It was uh, a couple of years ago won by none other than uh, champion. Yeah, Shemian. Dig deep. Tell you uh, what, should be should be going around here too. <laughs> Probably should. He'd be getting how's this though? Actually, I looked at it last night. I hope yeah. uh, Colin, if you're listening, can you pass this on to um to Ben Dan? He uh, went around a few months ago against MTA, sat deep the trip, yeah. and was beaten three lengths. He would have got four kilos off the current favourite for that run. And Pikey doesn't have a ride. What would Ben? What would um, Dan Pierce say? Yeah, well, probably makes sense to um to look at that race. But uh, look, he had a good career, and uh, we're really happy for him. He put our sort of stable on the map a little bit, and um yeah, look, he, he was a great horse to us. But uh, he, he's happy in retirement, so yeah. Terry can get stuff. Yeah, Terry can get stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Tell Terry owes me a fucking beer. He's never never gone into his fucking pocket once. <laughs> Don't think he ever ever has any money. <laughs> Oh, shit. Uh, this year's Grandstand Cup, it's a listed race over the $125,000. Top weight, last of the line, 59 kgs. This is an 88 plus. Usually the listed races are 90 plus. This is an 88 plus. Jeez, it would have been an 80 plus if last of the line didn't accept. Uh, yes, correct. And uh, it, But it means that um, we've got several horses here in the uh, in the 80s, one even in the 70s, the last start winner. In um, Big Butter Boom. So Who's this got, new jockey? Yeah, Lucy. Heard of her. Lucy Fiore. She rolled. Um, yeah, congratulations to Lucy and Brandon. They uh, wedded Brandon Fiore. Lucy Fiore is uh, nay, or knee Warwick. So she's riding Big Butter Boom for Roy Rogers at, at nominations. Terry, you had two runners in this race. Mm. So be, should op- have, be optimistic. Should have had one accepted. <laughs> be optimistic and Halatorian. Now you yeah. have none. But this is a 10. Halatorian would have won by eight. This is a 10-horse field. Uh, MTA okay. is the current market elect. He didn't have a lot of luck when he was resuming in the Bunbury Stakes three wide no cover the entire and boxed on to be beaten only two lengths behind Bernia to survive. What are your thoughts on this year's Grand Sanker? Well, my first thought is um, for those pickup rides in this, which would be um, Jade on Bruce Almighty and Holly on Chevelle de Vargas, shame on you for not making the phone call to William Pike. If I was an Oz Racing owner, BJ, Bruce Almighty has copped. So obviously Brad, Chris and Steve have committed elsewhere. Fair enough. Bruce Almighty, this is, it's a horse that's had no luck with a barrier. The entire preparation, they've got up to a trip that did not make any sense. They have found the perfect race, perfect gate to land 1-1. And this is nothing against Jade. It doesn't matter who they've booked. They had to, once those three boys run available, once Chris, Brad and Steve run available, the, the call had to, you had to look wider because there was no jockey name until very late. And this should be William Pike on. And I tell you what, it would have gone close to winning, mm-hmm. I reckon. So, with W Pike on it. So, I just think, uh, I don't know. I don't know. 
I don't know. Maybe Jade's doing a lot of work down at the yards. I'm not sure. But anyway, I was uh, I was surprised. And then with Chevelle de Varga as well, because Pikey actually rode Chevelle de Varga to victory during its um, winning run last he campaign. Did, yeah. Um, yeah, Cash was ripped off and Pikey went on. And was so he, was, perhaps was he booked on a horse that didn't accept? The only one I can think of is Halatorium, but they knew that we weren't going there. We yeah. only nommed just for- like it would have, in case it was like a six-horse field. And, and you drew low. Well, we only nommed, I think we only nommed, Roy did to appease me. So <laughs> <laughs> Dale, Dale would have known a long way out that we weren't we weren't going there. So Just hang on, just keep talking. I'll check the nommies, see if there's something else. No, nah, the Belt Mystic was there as well. But yeah. uh, again, like- Because there was 12 noms, wasn't there? Yeah. And there's 10 acceptors. So that were the two that came out. Yeah. Yeah. So it could have been those two, but um, yeah, I, I don't think- because even with be optimistic, Luke said highly unlikely we're going that way. I'm just what, but what's Dale doing? The- Seriously, how's how's Pikey got yeah. going to ride this race? Come on, Dale. Yeah, well, yeah, and the next as well. Like anyway, it's quite surreal. But anyway, the, the, the other two runners were wouldn't be happy. Were multi Bruce Almighty owner. The other two noms were <laughs> just were, trying to stare at the potty as much as possible. <laughs> were Bertie I'd be Eagle. filthy. <laughs> Surprise! Tap Dutch didn't put up eighty one dollars and then cancel their bets again. <laughs> I think Dale Verhagen needs to get better at life. <laughs> oh, jeez. I just. Uh, <laughs> uh, we need to get Rooney versus Dallas on here. Yeah, I think we're showdown. Yeah. Uh, Multinational and uh, Birdie <laughs> Eagle were the other two nominations for the race. So, uh, and they came out straight away. <laughs> Be better at life. <laughs> Oh shit! <laughs> well, and what price did Brad go up, Bruce Almighty? That'll be interesting. Twenty. Uh, Twenty. Yeah. Yeah. Currently twenty-one. I thought he might have meant to put up two hundred. <laughs> a bit confused. <laughs> um. Anyway, what's happening? Here? Uh, uh, well, it looks a race with good speed. Um, Is Parker right? Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> In the eighth. Um, Caracapa will kick up. I think it would be madness. It would be madness to to try and change tact um, after your last start success. I think it'll be interesting what they do. I know he's an old boy now, but his best two runs um, for ages have both been in the Bunbury Stakes, both over 1,400. So yeah. I just think he might be sort of maturing into a, an older horse who wants a bit further. So I'd love to see him but after this go to the old comrade. I'll tell well. you what, that was – that was a classic Jay Brown front-running ride the other day. Yeah. He, he got there he got there comfortably enough and he was able to bring, come back a length between the 800 and the 400 um, Go after going even to the 800, then 800 to 400 and come back a length, even though it looked alarming. And then he was able to – it was – yeah, it was, that was the uh, typical Jay he Brown was. in front he ride. He won't be able to do that here. He won't be able to do it here. No, because so, yeah. they'll want to be running with Big Butter Boom, who I don't think is quick enough – to get there with Chevelle de Varga. So that, they'll sort it out between them. I think yeah. um, Chevelle de Varga leads, doesn't it? Easy. No, Caracapa is pinging them at the moment. And, and as I said, I'm pretty sure and I'm pretty confident that the tactics will be to kick up and hold. They won't be able to hold out Chevelle with Caracapa. Yeah. Right, I'll have a cheeseburger with you. Oh. Um, yeah, I think the moment Caracapa. In saying that, Jason is also, a, if he gets half pressured, he, he wants to hand up. That's sort of his MO in that sense. So either way, it, if that happens, that's not good for MTA. Um, that's the way I'm going. It wasn't the way I was going when I started this race, but um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm allowing for Caracaba to kick up. Oh, fuck. I feel like I've already done my ass. Um, I'm allowing for Caracapo to to kick up. Chevelle and the Breeze, Big Butter Boom can almost slot into the one. One might sit deep, could go around them. You've got to remember with Chevelle de Varga as well. They, they don't necessarily have to think, let's lead. Like, it's not a bad horse with cover. Some of yeah. those wins were with cover. So this might be a great opportunity just to sit 1-1 one, one and let um, Big Butter Boom go to the breeze. Meryl, so Meryl if you're listening. <laughs> there's different oh, there's different ways of thinking about it, but I, yeah, I'd, I'd be surprised if you're not kicking up with um, with Caracapo. So that leaves MTA leaders back. If not, it's troublesome. Um, Chris will have to try and work off the fence. 
if he can with MTA. Um, I think you'll see a far more aggressive ride like we did in the RJ Peters with last of the line for yes. a good draw. Yes. Brad's post-race interview was quite interesting where he said, I just don't think it's got the same zip. Or so he said something along that, those lines as it once did. So that would, to me, indicate let's ride it closer and um, and try and win in that particular manner. And I think Bruce Almighty, I, I, who knows what the tactics, but the, the tactics here have to be 1-1. You have to be saying that's our spot from barrier four. Like That's how this horse wins the race. 1-1, peeling top of the straight. Do you reckon it can go... Go twenty one hundred back to fifteen and land one one. Yeah, it's been snagged. It's been yeah. snagged, snagged, snagged. I mean, when it's ridden with aggression, it can lead. Like we saw it lead the Easing World in early January. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, it has to be at the moment. You let Bruce get back to six seventh. You're not. You're not any chance. I know it's still a rough chance, but it's it's not completely impossible if landing the one one. Um, so th- this should be a good tempo race. Is is what I'm um, is what I'm getting out there. So I think. Uh, horses like Creator and EOA centrally um, are both massive players coming down the centre of the deck. I, I went into this race thinking, how short am I going to get Creator? Mm-hmm. I think the map will suit me, this and that. And I did. I got it to high fours for a bet price, which hasn't been hit. So I, I'm, uh, I haven't had a bet at this point in time. But um, actually, there you go. Maybe I had it five bucks for a bet. I can't remember exactly, but it is now. 480, so it is getting in that sort of direction. At EOA, he's about $11. There's a few of them around at, at MTA 330, um, but I might be overrating my assessment of the map in that sense. But I, I'm taking a lot of these on. I got last of the line, double figures. Got Big Butter Boom, 30 odds. Uh, I got Chevelle de Varga, five times the current what price. price. What price you got playing? Playing Marika, I'm taking on first up. Um, I think as it gets older, it's not necessarily the goal, and it hasn't been jumping as cleanly. So it can beat me at $10, $11. I'm 25. It feels like it's just going to be buried yep. and need luck. Yep. It's not, not for me how it's yeah. set up for playing Marika here. No. I, I'm pretty good feel on the horse. And also the trial wasn't a Monday. I love it when they trial and race off the seven days. Mm-hmm. So it can beat me. No worries. So, um, yeah, MTA the result. Love to get my money back on um, the two that I could come down the outside. I know it's pretty defensive, but it's one race I feel like I – I don't mind the the shape of it, you know. So yep. we'll make MTA a result and would like to not lose creatory always, but um yeah, we'll see we'll see what the market does. Yeah, I'm with you. MTA for me. Oh, uh, so hang on. MTA for you? Yes. That's good. I, I feel like at the moment the way I'm going, I need people just to be on the same level with me. <laughs> like it, especially you. You you're you're flying at the moment. Oh, I, MTA sorry, you go. You no, we, we gonna pop me up? <laughs> Hang on, you're flying at the moment. You're, I'm sorry, you keep going. Here you go. Keep, keep talking. Uh, I, I think in a half last week I said to you, we just do your tips next week. I'm fucking done with this shit. <laughs> this is bullshit. I had three big bets last week. Minus looks at 20 to 1. How, oh. You're kidding me, aren't you? You're just kidding me. Just put your head in front. And then uh, Red Can Man who halved in price and Birdie Eagle who halved in price. Second, second, second. Just the world hates me, BJ. Um, <laughs> where was I going? <laughs> I've lost it. Um, <coughs> what were we talking about? This race. Anyway, you're, you're, flying, talking, you're talking about how good I'm Your Caracapo getting crossed was the leading was the main reason I was on MTA. If you've got Caracapo getting crossed, tell me how MTA is winning because I, I need to hear it. Um, and I want to hear it. I just I think the, if with Holly on, my vision is that Chevelle de Varga will go quick, especially with 54 kilos. I'll, that's coming, dropping back six kilos. That'll mean that. Caracapa will get crossed and pop off, and I think it'll give it'll have an opportunity for MTA to, to get off as well because of the speed of the race early, and it'll, it'll stretch him a touch, and Chris will be able to get on Caracapa's back. Good, yeah, good answer, Mike. Yeah. That's how I had initially had it, and that's why I was thinking 
the, the, the horse is drawn wide. Like I thought even Big Butter Boom could get into the 1-1 because yeah. it would stretch him open. Yeah. But there has to be aggression. When I looked at it a second time, last of the line and Bruce Almighty from yeah. four and five, they need to be saying, yeah, stretch him, but we're going to take those spots. Yeah. Like that's, that's what they should be thinking at least. That's yeah. what should admit. So fascinating watch in that sense. It wouldn't surprise me for MTA to be held up the entirety that's as a big possibility, not not through Chris's fault at all. And then it should be set up for one of those two um, down the outside. So EOAs gets really nice weight yeah, swings on a lot of these from a 78 plus late last year. So, um, yeah, it's it just, I don't know. You get the feel. He always just, is it going to wing one? That's your sort of yeah. overriding feeling. It's the same with the, with the toppy who's a real good horse, mm. last line. But That's bare bones, isn't it? Um, Five bucks. It is, yeah. It's been money too. Yeah. See, I, I, I looked at the nominations and I saw, oh, but- can he, can he concede MTA? Is that is there like field position, four kilos? MTA took a real leap forward um, with his mm-hmm. level of, um, I don't know, productivity, last preparation, runs in the Asian Bow Carbine Club. Um, so, yeah, he's he's on the way up. Last line's got his, um, yeah, he's weighted to his best at 59 kilos. His railway run was enormous. Uh, I thought he was good in the Bunbury Stakes. He ran the last... Same last 200 meter time as the winner, Bernier, but he sort of got shunted on the turn, got a little bit unbalanced, and it, it yeah, I'm, I'm MTA, MTA, the horse I'm most scared of from a talent point of view is last line. Yeah, mm-hmm. I can see that. Yeah, I can see that. No, good. It's a yeah, it's a good little addition of the um, the grandstand. A few different ways you can attack it. A few different mindsets. Caracapa beat these all home last time. Yeah, true. Don't forget that as well. So I'm about fourteen dollars. I think that's the right price for the old boy. Just. I think when they just put in one run after a while of you just they just need to build a bit more trust at times, you know. All right. Witten's irrigation and design. They're the irrigators of choice for the West Australian racing industry. Owner operator Craig Witten has extensive experience working on racetracks across this great state, especially in his role as irrigation technician on the hallowed turf at Ascot and Belmont Park. Craig and his team also specialise in designing and delivering projects for commercial thoroughbred and standardbred racing properties. Check out Witten's Irrigation and Design on Instagram and Facebook and get in touch with Craig. So whether it's racetrack, residential or commercial, water wisely with Witten's. Race seven is the Schweppes Mel Vista Stakes. Listed race for the three of the boys. This is their final lead up to the WATC Derby in two weeks time. Set weights and penalties, 2,200 metres. And it's a bit of a rinse and repeat from the JC Roberts 1,800 metres. Mm. Uh, what was that, 13 days ago? Yeah, it is. It's, um, yeah, oh, I just feel like these are the races we used to find some value. I used to feel like when we did the podcast, we'd tip things at 20 to 1 with confidence. Like, even though they wouldn't win, but, you know, you'd get excited about it. It just doesn't happen. Like, I don't know. Well, you tip, just you tipping. Tip, like, tip, I'm thinking like I'm going on a mile tip. show tomorrow. I'm like, what am I going to tip in my mile show? I'm going to go on there and talk about Magnificent Andy, 30 cents below me price or like, fuck me, dude. Remember the first ever podcast we recorded where we didn't put it to air? Yeah. Remember what I made my best that day? I haven't had this. Is, I'm, I'm looking three years back for a trumpet. That's <laughs> how I'm going at the moment. This is, this is, Do an, you remember? Ar- this is an archival trumpet. Do you yeah. remember? And tell me. Megazine. A third yes, of one. that's right. And, and then we started, then we released the following. That one, is right. a real shame. So. Yes. Yeah. Know, it's just a different world. I just want, like, I don't know. I don't think it's too much to ask to just want $20 winners every single week. But I mean, you did throw out Mini Winnie earlier. So, you, yeah, you it's know. not going to win. <laughs> I'm just desperate for him at the moment. That's the thing. I'm just making them up. I think I'm like $38 Mini Winnie at 60 to one. So, it's going to win one in 38 times. 
So and this probably won't be it. I'm twenty eight dollars Lord Randolph here. I thought Lord Randolph was travelling into the race so well at do, its last do, start. Do you want me to get Jen to find our our recording of our episode okay. and then and sort of find it and Listen play to it? Listen a different tone in my voice as well. Jen, if you can, there was hope can, in my voice. Jen, back if then. You, Jen, if you can find that the, that old recording in the archives, and we need a trumpet, we need to lift our yeah. spirits. Yeah, hundred percent. You don't need your spirits lift. You're back in lots of winners. Back in my um oh, anyway i i was just, uh, just so excited here i just thought demolish three dollars 330 i got it down to was a bet price and I, I was like if i see 330 you beauty i'm happy off we go it's gone up to 60 everywhere mm. this is like the horse like, this is what i want to be on like that was just its last run was wild like you don't sit in the breeze cop that at 12 lengths give a kick ran the quickest four to the two mm. of the whole race that's that's a sign of a, a horse flying and just it had to tire it didn't even tire that badly late so, yeah, look, I, I think it should get some cover here with True Vinsky will lead, mm-hmm. um, bar shoes on, um, Big Red Hawk probably in the breeze, more controlled, which means Demolish will have to go early because it won't take it that far. But even if it has to go at the 700, it's better than sitting three deep like it did two starts ago or sitting in the breeze at 12 lengths quicker than it did. So, um, yeah, 260 is not getting me, though. Things can go wrong. Another Chino can come across, get its back. Axman's Jazz um, should be far better at the 2200. So there's no way I need to be diving in it unless I see my $3.30. But so when I wanted BJ, um, yeah, Playhouse Patron was the one that I was- Yeah, um, I thought you would be you'd be Playhouse Patron actually. Was the one I was taking on significantly in my really? market. Yeah. yeah, I'm double figures. So yeah, I think I was, bet prices again, marked at about, it was like three thirty demolish for twenty another chino six fifty axman's jazz and then mm. double figures playhouse patron. I just think playhouse patron's dropping the bit and it's very hard. See so the blinkers to- have gone on. Yeah, no. yeah, mate, that could work potentially, and it's been really good over the journey behind Queen Elena in the past. But um, it's just really good. it's going to be hard to come from behind when you're doing things wrong. Come from behind, demolish another chino. And Do you think axman's it's going to be jazz behind another chino? I think this is. There's good speed in this, like you yeah. said in the previous race. I think there could be separation if Brad wants to look for a spot. It depends what he wants to do. Yeah. If Brad could snag or Brad could look for a spot because I think he gets across, look directly underneath him. you got fly away home. I think they'll just try and settle yeah. out the back. Yeah. Oh, Clayhouse Patron yeah. doesn't jump. Wozzeck doesn't jump. Um, Cruzy Roy's outside, yeah. It's 10, yeah. And then you got um, Truvinsky and Big Red Hawk who were both – Lead one, two, and then you got Lord Randolph will just be behind the speed and Axman's Jazz just behind the speed. So there's a gaping hole there, I would suggest, um, centrally. Chino. For Chino to hop yeah. into about sixth, I think. Well, if that happens, that's race over. You reckon? Yeah. Yeah, so that yeah. that's why I'm – you can look at things logically and go, okay, um, okay, two kilos to Demolish. Demolish was a better run. I think – do you agree Demolish was the run of the day the other day? That was awesome. wild. Awesome. But you do also – Sometimes there's unquantifiable things about – first of all, Demolish was never nommed for the, the, the staying race. They obviously didn't think it was going to stay initially. That's unless they haven't nommed for whatever reason, just laziness. Um, secondly, another Chino does give you the the vibe of a, a horse that's going to continue to – to. it got the run it needed to yeah. win the other day. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, it's yeah, it does it does give me that feel. That's why I, the, I the need, thing, I'm very happy once again. If I don't have a bed here, BJ, yeah, or if the I have, thing, the thing with if the, I have a couple hundred each way, Lord Randolph, you beauty. Thing that the impression I get you, you with ripper. demolish is that it's just going to be one of those horses who runs well all the time, but just seems to get bait. Oh, I don't know if that's fair. Two star, it's that three deep outside, and it's all the King's Men's had its back. It's I know, it. I, but you, if you go back through its entire career, that's I think it's come back a that, it's they, come back five, ten lengths. Yeah, that is the story of its career thus far, right? Um, 
and he's uh, he's a very good horse. And uh, yeah, one stage was the be- like the best maiden in West Australia by panels. Won two races now, racing really well. But I, I don't know. I just feel like he's just he's just a, a comp- really competitive horse that seems to find one better on the day, which can happen. And if your map works out, then I think. Um, another Chino will be able to get, will be too strong for him at the end of twenty two hundred. I don't think it's impossible. Another Chino on its back. To yeah. be honest, okay. so interesting. If you're having a bet in the future market for the WATC Derby, just keep in mind that um, it hasn't been. Is it, the, is it in the market? Do they do they put it in the market? Not just not. Yet. I'm actually just having another and, look and now. Say not I, no, but no. usually they would do. But they, they can haven't. Do that. No yeah. one's done it that I've seen at yeah. this point in time. So, um, yeah. Uh, boys or girls, if you had to go with a WA Derby winner right now, just don't have to pick one, just choose a gender. Girls. Yeah. I hope you're right. Yeah. I've played the three good ones in a double. Right. Yeah. Before the last run. Anyway, good on you, Terry. <laughs> <laughs> Something yeah. good has to happen to me in life soon. Yeah. <laughs> that's, uh, that's a bit sour, isn't it? Yeah. No, you've. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, the guru. Um, yeah, I think that at the end of 2200, I could see an, uh, both another Chino and Playhouse patron getting over the top of Demolish. You're, uh, I can already see your best of the day here. That's the Chino. <laughs> yeah, no, I just, I, I think that the tw- the 2200, I think there's good speed and the 2200, those two, the way that those two horses finished off over the 18 from off the speed and Playhouse has already got the 2200 meter score on the board in a way that they it, like it's going to be close, but I can just see them just work and demolish over a little bit late. Fascinating watch. If I get my price later, we fine. Um, good you, luck what, to Pikey. Which <laughs> <laughs> and good luck to Bob. Yes. This, a Mel Vista and a uh, a Mel Vista and a Oaks without without Robert. Yeah, without RJ. So, so real. He said he sent his horse to Donna Riordan. It's very yes. um that's very fuck that's very random, isn't it? Well, it's almost history repeating because when Lindsay Smith was first getting rolling in the nineties, he bought this is a story for all you Travis Murray will like this one. Shout out to Travis. Uh Lindsay Smith bought a horse from a Bob Peters dispersal sale called Old Cobber. And Old Cobber ended up winning a stack of races, uh, ran second in Perth Cup, won a heap of races, was a super horse, and caught the his training prowess with that horse caught the eye of Bob Peters. And that's when Lindsay and Bob Peters first teamed up. Mm. So at that sort of at that same property. And now he's going back to the same property, but with a different trainer in Donna Riordan. So, yeah, right. so yeah, Lindsay had um, Old Comrade was probably the best one to come out of there, but they were winning derbies, winning group ones, um, left and right. And so, yeah, he's back out to that property where they, his horses have enjoyed a lot of success in the uh, in the 90s. Mm. History lesson. That's very good. Mm. Yep. So yeah, but uh, very, he would be he would be getting his team primed for uh, to bounce back for the autumn features next year because this is uh, this is unheard of. No runner in the Oaks, uh, no runner in the Melvista, and no runner in the W Oaks, which we're about to jump into now. The people start W Oaks. Uh, it's race eight of the day over the twenty four hundred meters. Ten runners. There's probably four. Really, really good fillies. Um, Terry wants one particular runner oh, just to run a, run a drum. Um, it's going to run fourth. <laughs> but uh, yeah, the draw was interesting. The, the draw was interesting. The speed map is uh, 
yeah, is anyone's guess. So mm. this could this could be um, yeah, this could be decided by s- someone who's going to be really bold or someone who's going to be super patient. So um, it feels messy, Terry. Yeah, it does feel a little bit Lionel, doesn't it? Yeah. I, I think that um, the Lyndon Lady thought process is the obviously the first one. I think everyone's going to be saying, "Oh, just go forward from the wide gate, just go forward." But in barriers one, three, and four, you got Megami Chiefs Fit Admiration Express, the three Alex, and the three Deserved Alex. Right, Admiration Express, without doubt, will be looking for cover, and I reckon Lucy will flop it out. She won't even. Like she won't even turn the reins on on this on jumping. I think she'd be if she's there last, so be it. If it settles, you know, but I, it naturally won't be. Um, the the one thing that these those three want is a truly run race. Mm-hmm. They just want this, so they don't. Especially Megami as well. Don't fight it. She's fits a true stay. What mm-hmm. we saw last start. So they want a true. So Lyndon Lady from the outside gate going forward and and setting a tempo. Does it help her or does it I don't, help the I don't think so. Mm. I don't think it does. Who knows? But maybe she relishes being in front yeah. and, and New Beauty, she she wins the Oaks and that's how she wins it. But I think if a horse like Liquetta's Gift ends up in front, which yes. looks the most likely, I'm yes. pretty confident Roy will be sitting with Let Her Boogie. He's always wanted to sit with Let Her Boogie. He will 100% so. sit with Let Her yeah, Boogie. So yeah, so I'm pretty sure he's sitting with Let Her Boogie. So say it's Liquetta's Gift that ends up in front, which I think looks the obvious move. Um, Danny could use, I'm sure he wouldn't be doing it for this reason, love a session as a, that's a bit of love a, a session. Um, love a session will be forward. Yeah. So love a say, So they're the two. Has to be, has to okay. be forward. So love a session and Liquetta's gift are your two forward horses. Over twenty four hundred, there's a big chance that they're in trouble early. Things are happening. It looks ugly. Those well drawn horses could, if they're not going along that quickly, if if those horses are gone, not bring them into the race. It just it's interesting who gets the bad luck or yeah. who gets stopped on. Like we saw Lyndon Lady get stopped on yeah. last start. We get. Like it's it's a race that could turn messy. I I think you'd, you'd almost be happy with uh, say Chrissy Parnham, who's on she's fit. If it looks like getting that way at the thousand, three just go sit three deep, yeah. even no cover. Just go, yeah. just get out of trouble. Let's just let's back it in. Um, I think Brad Parnham, on the other hand, will be thinking with Megami. Let's just hold it up from barrier one as long as possible. Get mm-hmm. it out and see how we go. Um, He'll be looking to ride it. If I similarly to last start, where he's able to. to Stay low, but then get on the then yeah, edge exactly. out and get on the back of the right horse. Yeah. But it's just such a it could be such a messy race. If I had a mountain of money on Lindsay and Lady, um, <laughs> or <laughs> it's around a place, or um, yeah, if I was part of the Linden crew, I would be snagging to dead last, putting the horse to sleep, letting it be a shit fight, and just. If it just, you know what I mean? Yeah. It could just turn very, very, very ugly. And then you can make him move at the 800. You can wait, make him move at the 500. You can just sort of see what happens. Yes, there's a chance you get on the in the back of a, of a Royal Elite or something that doesn't take you into it whatsoever. But I don't think they're going to be quick, going quick enough to be dropped out of your comfort zones. So I reckon this is an opportunity from this gate to just snag dead quiet. This is, this is Lyndon Don't ride this for luck. And don't, the one thing I'd be so pissed off if I say, if, if you are going to go forward and if that's your move, which I don't think it should be, fair enough, but you've got to own it to some degree. You've got to, you've got to find the rail and yeah. you just got to run along. If you try and go forward and find a spot in the 1 1 or something here in a race with no speed with three horses that are all capable of kicking up funny spot, you're kidding. Yeah. Like, this cannot be a half ass ride. This cannot be a Western Empire in the Cox Stakes. Truly great. Um, yeah, this cannot be a truly great. This yeah. cannot be a Western Empire. There can't be. Oh yeah, we're not. We're not going to win from last. So let's try and find. You're not going to win from the one one either. Other ones, I think, are going to out sprint you. So, just go back to last. Take your medicine and, and do not look for runs either. Be like the horse making a sustained run wide or from the six or whatever. That'd be my go. If you are going to lead, then just own it. But mm. just run fucking third. <laughs> 
Anyway, Admiration Express, Chiefs fit. They're the obvious two. Megami, it's a, it's a great race. Um, yeah, it wouldn't surprise me if those three run one, two, three, and Laquetta's Gift runs fourth or Leto Boogie runs fourth because they have do, tried something with Lyndon Lady. Do they've been, chip, they've been chipping away at this Admiration Express price, haven't they? They went bang yesterday. Yeah. yeah fascinating. Sure. I didn't bother marking the race. I, yeah, I'm interested just from a – yeah, I hate betting into races with that obvious speed maps, but um, you, you've got to say that if if it does settle, that's a big weight swing, and it's um, yeah, she's a she's a lovely, lovely horse, and if she does settle and it runs out of the trip, she's she's probably going to be the one. But in saying that, who's she's that? fit? Uh, admiration. Oh, right. um, so oh, there's, mass, just, there's massive queries. So on if it. if Lyndon Lady can run third, will you get the photo up in your on the wall in your office? <laughs> uh, I've, to be honest, I've got a I've got a funny little book here. I've got I've got yeah I got the fifteen dollars she's fit, but I got very little on it. Um, I got some Megami places, admiration wins. So I've backed all four, but it's it's not going to be much. I've unfortunately had the choice of making she's fit or Lyndon Lady the result before the last run, and I went I went Lyndon Lady way because it was a better price, just mm-hmm. which is really disappointing because um, I didn't really have anything between the two of them, BJ. Um, but, yeah, so interesting race for me. If this turns into just a rough quartet, I can, I, you won't hear from me for a long time. What was that horse, that fishy whiting one on two years ago? Lunar Impact. Lunar Impact. I backed Lunar Could, Impact yeah. for the place. <laughs> That's right. $26, $26 and yeah. it jumped about six, seven bucks a place. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, um, the good old days. Yeah. yeah. It's just when we used to find roughies. Yeah. yeah. $100 Oaks winners, whatever. Um, uh, yeah, I just need cheese fit to win. Thanks, Terry. That's all. That's it. That's all from that's all the top of my list for Santa Claus. Uh, that'd be good. So, mm-hmm. um, so yes. Any luck. I think she's fit. Sense of timing, strong at the end of the 22. Just got just got 2,500 meter horse written all over her. So if um, kept out of trouble by Chrissy, who knows how to win a Oaks, I just think she's just going to her staying prowess, her stamina will just see her be too strong late. So mm-hmm. yeah, no, I can see it for sure. For sure, deserves favoritism. Don't know if she is favorite across a lot of the agencies. It's a bit mixed and matched at the moment. So very. I don't know if I'd be diving into the 240 or the or both. They're both about 240. Yeah. I don't know yeah. if I'd be taking either 240s. You know. Um, I wouldn't I tell you what, I wouldn't be back in Linden Lady at the ten bucks. <laughs> and uh Megami's probably the right price at seven fifty, so and they've, okay, they've so, given the respect so the rest of the market. Who's deserves. the best Ruffy? Oh, Laquetta's gift comfortably is the best Ruffy, but I, I do like Let Her Boogie with some cover and I think Royal Elite can run you a better race than it's um price suggests. Burnbray settled somewhere near the speed when it won its maiden really comfortably too, so it's another one they could look at running in that particular manner. So um yeah, back or forward, Linden Lady, strong decision. Well, Pike's going to have a lot of time. Going to have a lot of time. Deep, no, and I just, he's going to have a lot of time to think about it because he hasn't got many rides leading up. No, nah, he doesn't. <laughs> he doesn't. Just go back. Let it unfold. All Be right, patient. Terry. Use your strength. All right, Terry. What time is it? Get out stakes. S T E A K S. Oh, yeah, rapid fire. The uh, yes, the very popular get out stakes. It's brought to you by Market City Meats, largest retail butcher shop in Perth, located at the Canningvale Markets on Bannister Road, headed by our man. Champion bloke, Timmy Hewitt. Timmy and his team, they run the show. Red carpet treatment at all times for anyone who tunes in to the 1-1. Congratulations to last week's Get Out Stakes winner, Ben Ranstead. Now, that's his second victory, Ben, and almost two years to the day since his last one. So Ben's back, back out at market, City Meets, Group one, beef on offer. Hope you um, enjoy your collect there, Ben. Congratulations. And to enter this week's Get Out Stakes, 
send us a tweet at the one one pod. Let us know who wins race nine at Ascot on Saturday and a decimal winning margin two decimal places preferred. And you can never, ever forget the Sam White rule. Can you take the field here? Um, first in best rest, BJ. So would you be suggesting FD? No. I've just quad D? I've just written down my quaddy numbers, actually. 2, 3, 5, 6, 11, 12, 13. Oh. They'd be the, that's how I'd be playing it. So we've got a rating 66 plus 2200 metre event to wrap us up on WA Oaks Day. This is the Amelia Park Handicap. And we've got the Quinella out of the uh, Esperance Cup from the Adam Durant Yard in Soviet Spy. And off we go, fronting up here. It's going to be interesting, Terry, just from a regional cup's point of view because we've got the Narragin Cup next Saturday. The following Sunday is the Albany Cup. That's the 9th of April. And then the following Sunday is the Geraldton Cup. So while because of the low ratings of the Southwest Cup, Bunbury Cup, Pinjarra Cup, uh, it's going to be interesting to see how they how these staying ranks um, divide themselves up because we're going to have to get a feel of the Narragin Cup, the Albany Cup, and the Geraldton Cup all in the space of 15 days. So you could, enough. You, you could get you could get a lot of so they're, they're only seventy two plus races. Those those people races. get like try, I think people get really blinkered on going to the Pinjarra Bunbury Cups and stuff when like these Jero Cups. I seems Adam always sends a runner down there, goes around near favourite. Even the Esperance hundred k Jero's a hundred k. Like they're they're just such good races and yeah. they you, yeah they never send. Um, I don't know so many. I just it, why it have doesn't you gone? feel why like didn't we got, you go. We don't, it doesn't feel like we've got enough horses to cater for all those big races, yeah. all those big country cups. Some great right. opportunities yeah. for some of these runners, as you as you just said. So, so. so another thing will be interesting to see what Adam does with his his stayers out of this race. Whether he splits them up so that off off we go in Soviet Spy, one of them goes to Geraldton, one of them goes to Albany, or or what have you. But um, but yeah. So the next few weeks, from a staying point of view, will be interesting. Watch. Soviet Spy wins this, becomes an 80 rater, and if the Pinjaro Cup stays the same rating, it'd be an 81 plus. So mm. you'd almost um, consider- a, That is a very good point. Consider that path as well. But um, tell you what, I I think that um, the market is very strongly with the, the Astrance Cup, Cornella. Like they're marking them like these two are really good horses and they're not. So, um, <laughs> well, they, they aren't. They aren't like, they're, they're nice enough horses, but I think let's have a look at that Esperance Cup, right? In, in a photo for third was Arnie's boy who never got any cover, who was- Wild. Who, who was just wild. Strato, yeah. Strato Creed was in that photo. Like, yeah. don't – it was tremendous viewing watching those two go like stride for stride down the straight, but the centre of that track was- And they were in was, the right part of the track, the whole race. The centre of yeah. that track was anything. They both what got was the horse, card what up. What was the horse that was- fork. More than four, three wide, fork, three wide, no cover. All the way into it. That yeah. just – it just gave them the best trail up and it was – um. Yeah, it was just the fact if, – if you switch positions in the running, off we go, probably beat Soviet Spy. It was just the fact that Pike got the last pop at, at Clint. So, mm. you'd suspect off we go with the natural improvement because it was a while between runs too. Um, it was, deserves yeah. It deserves favouritism over Soviet Spy comfortably in my mind. I yeah, Soviet Spy is your lay of the day at 260. That's that's why I'm like $14. That's, that's wild. So, uh, it can win but only 7% of the time. According to <laughs> That's in a 68% market too, so it's actually- Will we be seeing yeah. any lays, Betfair lays this weekend? Uh, I don't think I've got any money in my Betfair account. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm sure- uh, I'm sure- this- <laughs> <laughs> I should though. I, I think there's a few. I think- Line of credit with Betfair? Yeah. Fucking hell. Um, yeah, look, I, I think this is a- 
a wide open affair. Um, I I was hoping I could save on. Off we go. I've got a six dollar bet, so mm-hmm. I, it's nowhere near my bet price, which is a shame. I think it's the most likely winner, but it's at fourteen. He, oh, I didn't write it down. Between off we go, bold success, and um, oh, there was one more. Oh, BJ. It was Arnie's boy, I think. <laughs> Between those three, they have had. BJ, while I do the maths in my mind, 54 starts at Ascot without success. Wow. Off we go, bold success in Arnie's boy. So how's that? Um, a, a, lot of those, a lot of those stats, uh, especially with bold success, were when it's – bold success has sort of found a niche going forward outside the speed, and that was before it found its niche, had a lot of those runs. So I wouldn't be um, as critical with it. But, but uh, it's, it's a stat. It's a stat. Yeah. We love stats. We love stats. So the Eagles don't love stats, but <laughs> – we love stats here. So um, anyway, where do we where do we start? This is the race I spent. I spent so long on this race. Seriously? Yeah, I spent. I did it first after all the features. Um, it actually cooked me. That's why I probably cooked for the rest of the card. Yeah. Anyway, I so marked after, off we go favourite uh, after it. Okay, but it's nowhere near a bet price. Yeah. Um, look, bold success has dropped. Seven, here we go. Seven points. Here we go. Seven points. Seven points. This prep cash was on for its last two wins. It has not found the breeze and held the breeze at its last three. It's just been horrible viewing. Last start, it was traveling really well. And you got to remember, bold success isn't a horse. It's going to, it's a bit like Matty Prittis, a bit like Rock Magic Bold Success. It's just not going to, it's not, not going to, uh, the Scotty West about bold exactly success. Exactly right. Exactly right. It's in and under. Very, um, very Damien Peveril bold success. So it's, uh, Damien Peveril's. That's good. Sponge like that. That is a great right? reference. Um, Bold success. I've absolutely lost it. Bold success. Um, Produce. Nothing has gone right, but last start was travelling really well, and that's the key for this horse. You don't expect it to go back to a cutaway or go, but get a gap at the top of the straight. Oh, look at that. Savage the line. That's not what bold success is ever going to yeah. do. So it's dropped seven points. And it also gets my preferred apprentice for this horse on it in Keshaw Duran. So you've, you've dropped your seven, which is three and a half, and you get your two kilos. It's the equivalent of 11 points for me. And that period of time, I don't think it's raced poorly. I just don't think anything's gone right. Do you know the only time it found the Breezy's campaign was when Lucy was on it? It sat outside Corn Cob and it finished third behind Casino 17 and Corn Cob blazing away was behind it. So it needs that particular type of run. My concern, and I'm sure Lockie will be all over this when they discuss tactics, is big swoop drawn outside of it. So- I'm hoping that Baltic doesn't kick up strong enough for Chrissy Nickel to pop on its back and just just stay in the one one because if Bolt, if Big Swoop is desperate to come across or find the front and be a nuisance, then that's it's again not going to be the race for Baltic success. So um, Ella Fella and Chuckalaka both very dodgy beginners drawn underneath it, but both will probably want to muster up and either lead or be very close to it. So let's give one of them the lead. Put Baltic success in the breeze. Um, put a uh, big swoop just behind it, maybe three, three deep, wide. but but a comfortable three deep, not three deep giving bold success the shit. Um, and with 54 and a half, um, look, I think it can run you a really big race. So I'm in a 68% market. I'm a $9 bet price for, for bold success. So, um, yeah, I think it can, I think it can run. It's got to be, it's, it's sort of a- is this, not, your, is this your $20 winner, do you think? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, this has got to be the one. So the one. I've- I'd, yeah, I yeah yeah. Anyway, um, but great race as I said. Flower, there's a, there's a really big separation. So you got those four horses I mentioned: Elephella, Chocolate, Bolts, Big Sweep. Then you got Baby Blues and Arnie's Boy who will tuck in just behind them. All man will kick up, want to get off the fence, but it's difficult for it. Fly, fly away, flower in the wind. Soviet spy off we go. Feels Danish sun's fear naturally get back. 
So there's that separation again, you know what mm -hmm. I mean? So if it can, if those front four can just work it out, yeah. Chuckalock leads, LFL leaders back, bold success, breeze, big sweep, one one. This is how it wins. That's well, that's yeah. It's going to be. I think it'll give a really strong kick and and be hard to. My gut tells me something might get it late, um, but yeah, big uh, big watch. But there's a lot I want to have a watch on here. Flower in the wind is the most promising stayer. That yeah. run behind Black Fantasy was anything. I just see it big trouble. Four back the fence, five back the fence in this type of setup. You sort of want to be off and going with normal luck. It's awfully hard to beat just about your winner, I reckon. Yeah, um, that's, Arnie, that, that was the way I was leaning, yeah. Yeah, it's just look, five bucks, Pete. Like, how much luck do you need? You know, five bucks. Like, I'm $9 bet price. Brad went I, at nine. I, I saved like, one this morning. I feel like Betfair's going to be a bit more generous, Flower. Yeah. I don't know. The up-and-comer stayer. That's what I'm thinking. I, I think with it'll the, be more generous the, than that. With the white pool. Yeah. yeah, it's just it's the point of difference, up-and-comer. Those, those runs behind Black Fantasy are better than anything these have ever produced. So, yeah. with normal luck. Um, so, I might also need one. Um, but he should have won the Belmont Oaks. I thought uh, my mate Christian Hawkins's horse, the Ella Fella, even though it's been stretched out to 2200. It's a stayer. Yes. And I think that Luke Campbell going on, if it can begin and just just drop in behind uh, maybe a bold success. It's not winning a race that leads. I reckon. Well, you can big, lead. Big, I just thought, lumpy, big yeah. lumpy unit. Yeah. That's my feel on it anyway. It's, it's, it's getting close to doing something. Anyway, 100%. It's getting close to doing something. It was pretty stiff last Saturday, I thought. Um, you just need to be a bit more aggressive out the gates and hold a hold a more prominent position. So it's a it's Maddie prices, but I was flowering the wind. I was yeah keen to go that way. I see the the Brad bet nine dollars is now Brad bet six dollars, something like that. So that was the way I was leaning, and I yeah. And other than that, I was just throwing darts at a maybe a horse like Alafella <laughs> late on Betfair or something like that. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, Arnie's boys. Arnie's. It's but, never. I've yeah. always pinged Arnie's as a non-stayer. Miles, it's best trip, but I just think this prepper looks a bit different. Like yep. it's um yeah, it's run the Esperance Cup. You've got to say it was probably just as good as the other ones. It was like, monstrous. It's hard to line them up exactly, but. From that run, he drops and, three kilos. So the spike goes up one and a half. That mountain ash race that it come out of last Saturday was yeah. super fast. And what's the well. one thing Arnie's boy's not suited to? Trying to pick up and sprint with two hundred yeah. to go on the fence. Yeah. Like Arnie's boy's come back in in cracking form, and it lands somewhere close to six, one off. Yeah. And Taj can get rolling at the six. So yeah, yeah. It's now that you're saying that, I'm definitely going to have something on Arnie's boy to price. But yeah, yeah. it's it's for is. His Esperance Cup is run is just tattooed on my brain. Like that was just incredible stuff. So second up as well into his preparation. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it's a look. It's a good race to be alive in the quaddy and take on Soviet Spy at the shorts. As I said, look, looking at my market again, a sixty-eight percent market, so very low. So it takes a lot for a bet. Baltic says nine dollars. Arnie's boy fourteen. I'll def that'll definitely be a bet price for me. Um, even Sunsphere, I've got thirty-one. Um, like I reckon we'll see sixty, seventy dollars. Yeah. Sunsphere, just forget it went around last start in the Apprentices Challenge. It's a it's a last man standing top setup. So yeah, um, yeah, you got to have in your quaddies as well. Off we go. Feels Danish is far better suited drawn wide. Um, flower in the wind. We've discussed all man with some luck can definitely run you a race. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm having to mention Fryer away who demolished him two weeks ago. So but yeah, does lightning strike twice? Yeah. All right, that's it for our preview. When we're just going to take a quick break, and when we come back, it'll be our best, our Maddies, and our lays for WA Oaks Day. All right, we're in the home straight here. We've got our Betfair best betting propositions for WA Oaks Day. Terry. Um, oh, there's none of them. Are, none of them are 
None of them are at the prices, BJ. I can't make my best horse. I might not back. have to wait for luck on Betfair, which i got no money in anyway. Um, <laughs> race nine, bold success. That's good. Yeah. Yep. Race nine, bold success. Uh, race eight, another t- – sorry, rather, race seven, another Chino. I'll make it my Betfair best. Very good. Um, Maddie. Race nine, bold success. <laughs> uh, I'll give you in the same race. Great race. success. Uh, uh, bold success and uh, my Maddie can be in the same race. One company's got up $21. It's $1 longer uh, than bold success is Arnie's boy. Very good. All right. So we'll go with, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll have a little bit of a, a pop to do. L- yeah. Don't know what that means. People but. listening will have heard me just uh, trying to make a case for this horse for a while now. But, and I'm fudging a little bit on price, but my Maddie is race five, number eight, Katona. Katona, funky, yeah. cold Katona. Yeah, Katona. Mm-hmm. It's going to win one soon at, at a price and I want to be on. Lay. Okay. Lay. Uh, we're going to do an all-up place lay. So this Oof. is $1.30 a place and $1.70 a place. So Western Night, race three, Soviet Spy, race nine. Right. We could just both lay them at three dollars and two fifty as well. Western Knight for me as well. I think Snowdome and Tadwe will both beat him home in race three. Mm-hmm. That's a wild prize, isn't it? Three thirty. Yeah. yeah, I think there's been money as well. Jeez. Anyway, he was my lay the other day, Tony. One by breath. Then so. again, I reckon if you were back in our lays the last couple of months, you'd be fine, wouldn't you? <laughs> Just but take a, make I'll, sure you always have I'll a late price. I've got a friend. We're, we're laying them at the right prices. Yeah. They usually, yeah, yeah they, we lay them at three. They jump seven, but yeah. they just they just win. I got a friend who backs all my lays. He messages. Me. He? <laughs> uh, he, he'd be a wanker. Wouldn't he? <laughs> Jesus Christ! Uh, but yeah, that's it. That's it.